run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz are rush. Y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Big T. And I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 220 of Blurds Are Us. You are in for a sleepy treat because we are recording at like <laughs> 6 a.m. in the morning because it's the only time that we felt we could fit majority of everyone's scheduling. To be honest, we came for tea too much, man. This is going to be the last time I'm pulling <laughs> these strings because... Ugh, man, I'm tired and I didn't even get to watch everything, so I'm still going to be lagging a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, boy, I, I'm in bed still. I recorded from bed most of the time anyway, but ugh, man, I was in and out of sleep trying to finish this damn thing. Sorry, I got you on. That's a little, a little behind the scenes for our listeners. Whenever you listen to the episode, just know that that ace is in bed. So this is you know, <laughs> nice little sexy image for all our listeners out there. I'm imagining a, a chaise lounge, you know, like <laughs> you know, where he, he reclines and he's got like a, a little table of grapes next to him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a robe. He's got a robe on, like a nice, like silky robe. Oh, I wish. Is it silk or is it velvet? Oh, velvet. Oh, oh, velvet. velvet. That's a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got like his little glass of port and a cigar. <laughs> I don't know about Paul though. Paul's not that nice. Like, pour some, I don't know, pour some dry red wine. It's not meant to be nice. It's meant to be fancy, okay? No, I think I've had it, I've had it, think I've had it like once in my life and I was like, ugh, like, why do people like this? It's like caviar. Caviar, everyone's like, oh, caviar's amazing. I had caviar, I've had caviar a couple of times, yeah. It's not all that. Like, it's it's okay. But it's not like... I don't know. Maybe because it's like cheap caviar. But then again, cheap caviar is still fucking expensive compared... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still caviar. Um, but yeah, it wasn't all that. It was like, it was all right. Again, maybe it's one of those ones like... When I'm... Like, I had it maybe like five, six years ago or whatever. So I still, in a sense, in my mind, I was still quite young in it. So maybe like when I, I'm a little bit older, mature... I might have caviar again and like, actually, this is quite banging. Or it might be like mm-hmm. expensive caviar, like, you know, top of the range stuff. And I'll be like, oh yeah, this is quite nice. But yeah. You can start frequenting those posh, like, um, restaurants, you know. Uh, Go and start having fine dining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think like at, at 30, 33 or however old we are, I don't think we can still say, Oh, when I'm older and wiser, I might. I think like we're as we're as wise as we're gonna get. Trust me, trust me. I'm, wise by now, I'm older than you but, guys, so. and and if I think back to when I was 33, I'm definitely wiser than I was when I was 33. 
Mm. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. things that oh, happened no. to me in the last five years that yeah that oh, I would have never anticipated. There's still there's still hope for us. We could still get some wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, I think I'm getting too much wisdom. You know, I'm, I swear I've got so many grey hairs now. You know, oh, yeah, and I've got and I've got one like in my beard. Literally on my chin, I've got one single grey hair. Like no, not even grey. It's like it's like white. You guys like got my, no worries. I've got face, whole patches of grey hairs my, and white my, hairs coming through. <laughs> my face looks like rogue. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got that one strand of white hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I feel like I should just dye my beard black. But then supposedly <laughs> when you do that, it just comes back with a vengeance. No man, yeah, just accept it gracefully, man. Like yeah, yeah. we're lucky as men, like the older we get, the the sexier we get. Like mm. we're we're like we're like a fine wine, like a like a fine port, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's go back to the port. A chap at work um actually dyed his beard. Um only he 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 dyed it like jet black. It was blacker than <laughs> Than a black hole, you know, it was, it, it really didn't look right. Like his, it, it just looked like he, someone had got like a, like a, one of those, um, oh, what's one of those, one of those black marker pens and just like <laughs> colored in his beard. It was, it was way too extreme. Like someone did a prank on him and drew a beard on while he was sleeping. Or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's jokes. Mad. Alright, so um let's go into what we've been up to. Let's start with Stevie. Uh yeah, sure. Um so I went to the cinema last Sunday and actually saw um No Time to Die. Um no. so if you want to talk about yeah, it now yeah, or we you guys, talk, you guys talk about it now. Um so I bought on Amazon Prime the other movies and I was meant to watch it but work is at a critical point in time so I have not been able to do as much as I would really like to have done um, I will get around to these movies over the next like couple of days and then because it's still in cinema it's half term so I can still catch it in the cinema before it leaves um, mm. but yeah you lot can go fully into it and give your ratings alright um, I mean surface ratings was um I didn't watch any of the other movies. Um, uh, like, uh, uh, do, I didn't do a pre-watch of any of the other movies. So mm. I think I've seen all of them bar Spectre. Um, but this movie is a, is a, is a great watch on its own. You don't need to actually see the other movies. I don't think I'm sure it would probably accentuate it and improve it. If you, if you had seen the other movies in, in advance. Um, but, um, I was, like surprise surprisingly satisfied and i had a really good time and enjoyed it and actually came out of the movie feeling like i'd watched a a, a bond movie with all of the different like bond tropes in it whilst mm. not feeling like it was too tacky or or cheesy mm. uh, so yeah so this is a this is a good good experience for me now what would you read oh uh <clears throat> It's it's going to be somewhere between like a three piece and a, and a whole chicken, you know. Like a, I don't know if I could give it a whole chicken just because 
I suppose a whole chicken is like a yeah. I was so blown away; it was awesome, mm-hmm. and I was raving. But I, like, I came out of it like, yeah, I had a really good time with that and enjoyed it, and I was kind of like pleasantly surprised. But I, well, and it was so it was by no means a turd. Like it wasn't bones yeah, yeah. or anything, but like um, I think I'll probably give it a three piece. Right, cool. T, you've seen this as well. Isn't yeah. it? How how do you feel? Because you did a rewatch of all the previous movies. How how did you find this movie? Yeah, um, yeah. So, like you said, I, I went back and I, I watched all the um, Daniel Craig Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, like Steve said, I don't think you have to uh, do a rewatch to to watch No Time to Die, or you don't necessarily even really have had to have seen any of the other ones, which is strange because in the adverts it's all like. Uh, it's all been leading to this. It's all been building up to this. Mm. It's everything. So I really thought like it, it would be like a culmination of everything. But yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to it, watch all the previous ones before. Yeah, it, it 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 kind of isn't though. Like that Spectre, the last movie, that was like really the culmination of everything, and this one is kind of just like like the the cherry on the top, if anything. Um, it's good. It's still a good film. Um, I feel like even though it's not as uh, much of a con- well, it is. It, it's weird. It is and it isn't like a conclusion to this like Daniel Craig era. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it just wasn't as much as I expected it to. I thought like it would have references to everything, and do you know what I mean everything would have built up to this. But it it kind of kind of wasn't in the way that I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I kind of feel like the Daniel Craig Bond films progressively get worse mm-hmm. as you go through them. Like, Ooh. and but none Damn of me. them are none of them are bad. Like, they're all still good and they're all still entertaining. Yeah. But I just feel like Casino Royale was so good. Do you know what I mean? Like, for mm-hmm. me, Casino Royale is a whole chicken. Um, Ace, I can't believe you haven't seen any of these movies. Like, you're going to love them. When I say you're going to I love them, I saw the first you, one and I didn't love it. You saw what? The first one. What was the first one? Casino Royale. Yeah, I didn't, didn't love it. it. I thought it was. I again, my my argument on that film, yeah, as a standalone film, yeah, with a different name and a different and a different, not necessarily premise, but you know, similar to how. The born identities created like their own franchise, etc., etc. It wasn't off the, um, off anything else, so to speak. It was a very good movie, but my problem was with it was that as something that was meant to resemble a James Bond movie, I never got that vibe. Like if you had, if it had just been any other action movie, I would have thoroughly enjoyed it. But when it comes to James Bond, I expect a certain je ne sais quoi if that's the right saying mm. do you know what I mean and yeah. I didn't <laughs> get it. that Love so it. so um, that's think... what that's why I didn't vibe with it like the because that was the one with the yeah. parkour guy and you know like yeah. and, you, and you know me I love my parkour and stuff like that and so yeah. as an action flick yeah like yes I probably would have given that first one maybe when we watched it back in the day potentially a free piece to a whole chicken but when you attach the, for me, when you attach the James Bond, me, the name to it, yeah, like, and then you don't, for me, have enough James Bondiness stuff in it, I 
I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't vibe with it. I couldn't get jiggy with it, man. So mm. it's like, I don't know, maybe it, it's like, I don't know, a, a Mission Impossible movie, but, um, Tom Cruise's character never does that whole, um, swapping his face with he never, the face that he face never damage. runs like a, yeah. He never <laughs> runs like a muppet. Or, or, you know, you, you, you have a, a Captain America movie, but Captain America never uses his shield. Like, it, it, mm. it would just feel a little like as great as the movie potentially could be you'd all for me it would always feel like there was something missing and that's why when the future movie came out I was like I really honestly don't care like and mm. do you know it's, it's maybe it's a little bit of Daniel Craig being a bit more brutal and not being as as suave as Bond that does it for me like again like I think he's a cool an action guy but I don't really see James Bond when I see him in it. Really? No. See, I I see James Bond, but I see a different James Bond, if that makes sense. Like, mm. like you say, he's not the suave, like, always, like, clean and suited yeah, up. He's not, he's like, not, he's he not gets, Sean he Connery. Dirty, up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's not Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan kind of. Do nah. you know what I mean? He's more but like... But in a way, in a way, I feel like this is more this is more like what who bond would actually be mm. if that makes sense like especially in the first two movies casino royale and quantum of solace they're like very good like um movies to watch back to back because more than any other especially the daniel craig ones i know all the other james bond never did it but this was the first one that literally picks up exactly where the last one left off mm. and continues the story. And that's what all of these Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies have done. It's just been escalating. So you start off with Casino Royale and the villain in that turns out to be quite a low level villain. Then mm. you've got Quantum of Solace, who's like the villain of that is like a level higher. Mm. Then you've got um, Skyfall, which initially seems like it's not connected. Like it's, it's like a just like another mission or something like someone else. But then when you get to Skyfall, you find out that it all has been linked. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's all been building up to, to Skyfall. Um, no, sorry to Spectre. And then, and then we get no time to die, which is like the conclusion of it all. Yeah. Um, like, like I said to <clears> me, <throat> Casino Royale is a whole chicken. I remember really liking it, but I also remember it being boring at times. So I was kind of not really looking forward to doing this rewatch. I was kind of, oh, I just have to do it. But rewatching it, it is so fucking good. Like even the scenes that I thought remember being boring were like the, the, the actual like blackjack scenes and all that stuff. Um, oh no, not blackjack poker. Sorry. They're playing poker. Like even that was like, it's full of tension and like it was funny and like, I don't know, man, to, just to, to, to me, the first one really showed like what this bond is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like he literally, he revels in violence. Do you know what I mean? Like there's times where he smiles when like in, in this one, basically there's like a bomb. Mm. Someone's trying to blow up an airplane or something. And during the fight, you don't see it, but it gets revealed just as the explosion happens. But during the fight, he manages to take the bomb off of, off of whatever it was on. It's just this little like, keychain size thing mm. and he clips it onto the villain's belt so that by the end of the set piece when the villain's about to set off the explosion 
James Bond's just standing there watching him like, yes, fine, go ahead, do it. Like, <laughs> and then he does it and blows himself up. And James Bond does this like little smile. And it's like, you're, you're twisted, James Bond, man. Like you're actually twisted. He actually like loves the violence. Um, especially in these first two, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. There are moments where like he kills someone or he gives someone the killing blow. But it's not like in the movies, like, where typically like they'll die instantly like you'll stab someone and they die where like that's not reality in this he'll like stab someone or he'll choke someone and he'll just stay there for like a good five seconds just looking around just waiting for them to die like it's just something that needs to be done like i don't know he's so like indifferent to what's happening mm. i re- I, I just really liked it i, I don't know i like i definitely feel like he's um the 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 um this version of james bond is He's probably the most realistic out of all of them, and mm. they, they put a heck of a lot of effort into um, in this latest movie into trying to make kind of pull in all the elements of of James Bond. So I kind of got this this impression that there was so many, you know, like this James Bond is real and gritty and and you know like. <laughs> really violent and very emotional and you know like mm. if you look through all the different james bonds you've got different types you know like you've got the uh, sean connery's like the womanizer uh, you've got uh, but also quite kind of quite hands-on and and, and violent you've got here's brosnan is the uh, the smooth one who sort of you know like uh he always looks impeccable in his suit uh, even when he's sort of you know being bombs blowing up around him but um in in this you know like you you what daniel craig gets beaten up and bloodied and like and yet he's he's a machine and he's like keeps going and there's these little moments there was one bit i remember in it um in spoilers little bit of spoilers but he won't spoil it too much nana when you watch it um he's in a he's in a uh, like a a corridor and the, the 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 camera is at the end of the corridor and the corridor is sort of like circular shaped almost and there's people shooting at him and uh, and he kind of comes out and does the whole kind of classic bond mm. like stand bang mm. like that that you see at the beginning of all the movies where the, there's the film camera and and he suddenly appears and shoots and mm. then the camera goes like shaky and and falls yeah. and um he does he does exactly that and i was like oh that's so clever they they kind of they totally mm-hmm. choreographed graph that mm. to make that work and everything but, but i don't think i've ever seen any james bond as emotional as 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 him he he is his character is like really gives a shit about all of his like his all, all of the people in his life and and mm. um you know you see other james bonds where like the the, the love interest dies at the end of the movie or something or, or whatever and 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 you're kind of like oh yeah that's james bond and and he probably doesn't really give a shit mm. <laughs> he'll just move on to another woman and mm. in this one it, like he really does does give a shit and he really is you know like affected by his, the, the relationships in his life yeah um, i so, think i think because uh, i think casino royale does does well it's kind of setting that whole thing up because in the first one like um the 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 bond girl in that one her name's vespa 
and that mm. is she kind of turns out to be like the the love of his life do you know what i mean and yeah he he says like he doesn't care and he, he acts like he's like this this womanizer and stuff but then he actually falls in love with her and then mm. she, and then she betrays him in the end or he he she kind of betrays him like she she was going to like she was working for for the, the bad guys basically but then she actually falls in love with him as well so kind of tries to like tip him off to what she's doing like kind of like snitches on herself in a way and didn't they didn't they have some scenes in this movie of of, of that of when she's when she's in the lift yeah and she's drowning yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah they did i i liked what they did with the opening credits of of this one of no time to die like obviously bond is one of the things it's known for as well as his opening credits and um this one was all right i liked how it um incorporated like imagery from the other james bond movies as well um like mm. kind of hinting at this bigger story that's being told throughout um ace i think i think you will appreciate it now that all the movies are out because like without getting into spoilers but this is clearly the last daniel craig bond movie like yeah. <laughs> daniel craig <laughs> daniel craig wanted to finish with this character like three movies ago but i don't know if he was locked into a contract or what but yeah. he, has, he had to he had to keep coming back and doing them, but he hated it. So it was like, after this one, Daniel Craig must have put something in his contract where it was like, no, this is the last one, and you have to make it clear that this is the last <laughs> one. Like, there's no there's no room for discussion. Yeah. There's no, uh, like, did that really happen? No, it happened. And it's, and it's done. Okay? So... But, um, but anyway, what, what I was saying is, I think you'll appreciate, now that all the movies are out, I think you'll appreciate watching them together because mm. it does tell a bigger story. And you do see the progression of Daniel Craig turning into the Bond that we all know. Like I yeah. said, the first two movies, he's more like this gritty, dirty, just like violent, like he's, he's almost like a football hooligan. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And obviously, and, and obviously we'll, we'll get into this later, yeah, but for me, it's kind of like, if you're someone that's used to, like, regular Batman, isn't it? And then mm. you get used to, you get introduced to year one Batman, you're going to be like, mm. uh, well, this is not the Batman I know, innit? So again, it's like, yeah. like, I'm so used to, like, normal James Bond, you're now giving me this year one James Bond, I'm like, nah, bruv, like, that's not James Bond. You see James Bond as well. What did you, what was your rate on this movie? Well, I didn't see James Bond, I've seen all the old James Bonds. Oh, so, um, okay, I thought you saw, I've seen the latest James Bond. Alright, fair enough, okay, cool. Uh, T, Stevie, double James Bond? Um, yeah, pretty much, well, yeah, pretty much done. Um, yeah, right, let's like on. I was saying, like I was saying, I think you'd appreciate the rewatch because it does build up to oh, you mean the first the classic watch. James Bond. Even, 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 um, like his drink. You know, his drink is like oh, martini shaken, not stirred. Yeah, in the, first sure, yeah. In the like, movies, you like, even oh. see the progression of him figuring out what drink he likes. Because in the first <laughs> one, he <laughs> asked for a martini. That. Yeah. In the first one, he asks for a martini, and the barman says, "Would you like that shaken or stirred?" And he says something like, "Oh, do I? Does it look like I give a shit or something like yeah. that?" Yeah, yeah. And in, <laughs> then, it, then in Quantum of Solace, um, he asks the barman to make him something, and you see him like shaking 
this thing and then pouring it out for him. And James Bond's like, oh, actually, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And then in Skyfall, um, he goes to the, he asks the barman, but he like proper explains what the ingredients is, how to make this drink, how he wants it done. Yeah. And then by Spectre, I think he's like, um, Martin. you don't see him order the drink, but the, the, the barman gives him a drink and he's like, oh, shaken well for you, sir, or something like that. Yeah. And then finally, in no time to die, you finally hear him say, oh, I have a, a vodka martini shaken, not stirred. So everything like builds up, even that he's Aston mm. Martin, do you know what I mean? You see how he gets it originally. You see it, the progression of the gadgets being installed on it. So it's pretty good, man. It, it, I, I like it. I think to me, Daniel Craig is the best Bond, but I, I never was like a big Bond fan um, like that. I think I've seen one or two of the Pierce Brosnan ones and maybe one of the, um, the Sean Connery ones, but I haven't seen any other one. I've seen Austin Powers. And I don't know, you know, <laughs> I think I think it should now because do you know how many plot points Daniel Craig's Bond stole from Austin Powers? So Are many you plot shitting points me, really? In Casino <laughs> Royale, yeah. In Casino Royale, he finds the love of his life and they settle down and he's willing to retire for her. And then she ends up betraying him and she mm. dies. And then in the next movie he just moves on to the next to the next thing. That's what happens in Austin Powers. In the first one, he falls in love with whatever the woman's name is. I think it's, I think it's, I can't remember what the actress is. Falls in love with was her. It, it wasn't then, a loss of vagina, was it? No, no, it wasn't a lot of vagina. It was, uh, I can't remember. I think she had a normal name. Um, and, and she ends up turning out to be a, 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 a fembot, like a, a, a evil robot <laughs> woman. <laughs> yeah, and then, so, she, so then she dies and he moves on. <laughs> But then in, in Goldmember, it's like revealed... It's like a trip of James Bond, though. Huh? It's like a trip of James Bond, like every single movie you see. Yeah, um, that's in. true. But, okay, but then also in, uh, I think it's Skyfall, uh, oh no, Inspector, it's revealed that James Bond and Blofeld are actually brothers. And in Austin oh. Powers, in Austin Powers oh. Goldmember, it's revealed that Austin Powers and Dr. Evil are brothers. So, <laughs> mate... Like, I think James Bond is is actually parodying Austin Powers now, which is funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that, that's actually, but that's that's a good point actually about like um him just like move uh, in Casino Royale, him moving on after his love of his life dies and everything. And I, I reckon they were trying to kind of rectify that kind of element of James Bond's personality that in this movie Ooh. he he really wasn't going to move on. He was, this is like, he was really cut up about it. And he really, you know, you can mm. see the, the, the relationship he had with this, the, the woman and everything. And, um, just, you know, it was, it felt like that. I don't know. Do you know, they brought in the woman, uh, who did flea bag, they brought her in as a as a sort of like a consultant writer to rewrite a load of the script to make oh, yeah? it better. And and I reckon that was a bloody good shout because um I I felt like there was lots of elements in this movie that made just made it feel a little bit more real and less tacky. Um mm. like you, you were watching it, you actually you really gave a shit about like, you know, 
or, or he felt like James Bond gave a shit about what was going on in, in his life and not just being an action man. Mm. And I agree. I, I feel like this Bond was the most relatable somehow. And it, it was like big and spectacle. Like, and the set pieces were really good, but it never got stupid. Mm. Like if you look at the last Pierce Brosnan movie before Daniel Craig took over, it ended with him surfing a tidal wave with a yeah, parachute. Yeah, ridiculous. Because no, of a wave ridiculous. created by a laser being shot <laughs> at Earth from the moon. It was stupid. <laughs> and so if you look at that and then look at the next movie as Casino Royale, mm. it's like night and day, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they... I was really happy that, um, you know, like all the, all the trailers that we saw were pretty much that first part of that movie. And yeah. You know, like him on the bike jumping up over the wall and and stuff like that. That that was that all happened right at the beginning. So I I didn't you know so often like you watch trailers and they like have massive reveals in the trailers mm-hmm. and then you watch mm-hmm. the movie and those are all the best parts of the movie. And this was by no means like the the trailer didn't uh, kind of ruin the movie. I don't think I, if anything, mm-hmm. when I was watching that first section i was like ah now this trailer really makes sense and i'm i'm actually really in, really enjoying all those action bits yeah right at the beginning of the movie uh, Where it felt it's like funny it went off the bang yeah it's funny you say that because i think all the other daniel craig bond movies have been um sony sony production mm. and sony are notorious especially when it comes to spider-man they are notorious for revealing too much in their trailers. And this one, No Time to Die, was actually the first one that was not Sony. It was actually Universal. And maybe that explains why the trailer was so well done and didn't reveal anything. Because like you said, all the action from the trailer was from that first set piece, really. Do you know what I mean? So once you got past that, you were like, okay, I've seen everything from the trailer now. Like, now... let's get into it. Do you know what I mean? Like now surprise yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? Show me stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's exactly yeah. it. It's totally it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, man. It was good. So just to, just to give my, my, um, rating scene, they, like I said, they progressively get worse. None of them are bad, but for me, Skyfall, um, Casino Royale is a whole chicken. Quantum of Solace is a free piece. Um, Skyfall is a free piece. Spectre is a half chicken, and then I'd say No Time to Die is is a is a half chicken as well. It's good, still good, it's still a good Bond movie, but to me, the more he became that classic James Bond, the less it kind of appealed to me. Mm. If that makes sense, like I like this new Bond mm. that they gave us, and after the first two movies, like from Skyfall onwards, he kind of does take on the persona of that more suave kind of James Bond, like. Like the in the first two movies, he gets scruffy and dirty, and he doesn't give a shit. Whereas in in Skyfall, even though it's a sick shot, there's that scene where like he's chasing the guy on the train, and then like like he 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 managed like he he rips off like the back of the train with some like construction machine or something, jumps off of do. the arm as you do, jumps off of the arm of the machine onto the open like hole in the train now. And then, like, as he lands, like, you see him get a bit scruffy, but he, like, he, like, does his, his cufflink up and then, like, kind of dusts himself off. So it's like you see him starting to care 
about staying suave and looking, do you know what I mean, on point. Whereas in the first two movies, he wouldn't have given a shit. Like, he, he would have just stayed dirty. Um, mm. But no, it's good, man. It's, it's good. It's good. It's a good series to yeah, me. But I didn't get that impression in this in this most re- recent one that I I watched him basically like throughout most of the movie just get more and more bloodied and mm. like roughed up and look he looked more and more unkempt. Yeah, you're right. At which yeah. he you know that opening scene <laughs> where he starts off like they're in paradise with this on this ho- holiday or whatever and then it just seems yeah everything everything goes to shit and mm. just it just feels that like uh, I I kind of got the feeling that 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 was one of the tweaks that they did where they were like they wanted to try and pull this movie back yeah. to to the to to the more like um, never minded James Bond who who I don't know. <laughs> I did feel like uh, so I didn't see um, Spectre, but I did see the one before that was um, what Skyfall. was that? A Skyfall, and in that yeah. I thought he had retired, and then they pulled him back out of retirement. Is that right? Yeah, he and he's, and he's all he's, he's like his he's, his body's all beat up, and he he doesn't like pass any of the the yeah. the, the fitness tests or anything. And then and then in this one again, <laughs> he's like out. He's no longer James Bond, and he's like, you know, they pull him out of retirement. And um, but in this one, his body is a temple, and he's like, he is a yeah. machine in this one. Like he yeah. can just keep fucking going. Yeah, anyway. he's a machine again in this one, man. He, um, yeah, that's kind of a thing with these movies as well. I think in every single movie, he goes rogue at some point and then retires. Like sometimes he retires at the beginning and then gets brought back in. Sometimes he retires at the end. Sometimes he's gone rogue before the movie even starts. Like in this one, in the most recent one, he's kind of going rogue as well because, like you say, he's retired. He's not even 007 in this one. Like mm. that, that code, that number actually gets assigned to someone else. And so even when he, um, goes back to is it mi5 or mi6 whatever it is mi6 even when he when he goes back to them he's still not 007 anymore that that number's taken so it's interesting to I see actually found, i actually found that a bit bit annoying actually the um the whole 007 thing with the yeah. 007 and, and i felt like that was a bit of a waste of like they were trying to make it a bit of a joke and and they were they were wasn't that yeah was it originally it 007 and 006? I don't remember there being like multiple double O's. Yeah, there are multiple. Yeah, there's, no, but there's I, multiple double O's. I know there's multiple, but I'm just saying like in the like past me, oh, I just remember character. just being like oh. 007 and 006. So like 006 was just like a little bit more on crack. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. The, 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 the multiple double O's, but they're not multiple double O's, sixes and double O's, sevens. Sorry. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. Are we done? Because we've yeah. spent way too long on this, and this is where to be. Yeah, so yeah. I'm done. I'll shut up. Right, cool. What's <laughs> next on your on your thing? Let's ramp up the pace. Uh, what is next on my thing? Um, it is. Um, I've, I've watched um, loads of Vikings, and it's really. I'm now um, we're now on season 502 and fuck me it's 
really like gory. There is fighting, uh, there, there, there's tons of fighting and loads of body, body horror. Um, there was like someone's arm got gets like semi hacked off and it's just like hanging on by threads of skin. <laughs> it was really quite gruesome. Someone gets their head like bla- like battered in with a massive mallet. So yeah, if you like body horror, Vikings is your thing. Um, and also been watching Dust on YouTube. We talked about it last time, um, and so I jumped on that a little bit and I watched some um, great little. They're all just basically little short movies. Um, Ocean Maker is is a little uh, is what is the first one I watched, and it's sort of like an animated um, thing, but it's bloody good animation, really nice. Um, and it's sort of like set in a where all the oceans have dried out, and it's like in a desert, and it focuses around a woman who's trying to sort of like um, cla- almost like a cedar cloud, make it like uh, heavier, so it rains and turns into a big big ass cloud. But she's dealing with like pirates. Um, great little, great little thing. It's really, really good. Really enjoyed that. Limbo is about a guy who uh, supposedly committed a crime um, where he uh, killed a little girl, um, his, his daughter, and um, and the little girl, uh, his daughter's friend, were playing, and then the daughter's friend goes missing, mm-hmm. and he's like deny denying it the whole time, but uh, basically it, as punishment they stick him into sort of like a limbo state where they flip the tables and they make it the, the, the kid who died his own little girl rather than the, the girl's friend mm-hmm. so that he then like, it's almost like um, to make him feel remorse for the, the, the cruel act that he did. Cause they all think that he killed the little girl. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite an interesting concept about him, like, you know, going in and out of reality and, um, nice little twist at the end did of he, it. Did he um, kill the little girl? I'm gonna go with no. Say that again. I said, did he in fact go, kill the little girl? I'm going to go with no. Well, yeah, they don't fully reveal it. There's like there's there's tons of evidence that comes out that that he did kill her, mm-hmm. but then. The, the, do you want me to tell you? Yes, because I'm not going to watch this. Okay, and anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Not okay. Um, he's he he basically within his limbo state, he starts meeting people from uh, like uh like the brother of of the the little girl, mm-hmm. only grown up now, and um. This other, then he meets his daughter, his own daughter, only grown up, and actually, they have entered his limbo state, and they're actually trying to rescue him from this, this kind of this camp, this detention camp, and they've gone into his limbo dream, and are trying to sort of like understand, like, did he actually kill the little girl, and or you know, and and try and get him to sort of wake up, almost like the Matrix, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then the last bit is just them basically like trying trying to escape him out of this this facility. But like you see him because there's so much of like it that you you think like what is reality and what's not. You don't really know if he actually did, but the whole time he's in denial that he actually killed anyone, and yet he doesn't know how the little girl died. So uh, that was the that's the kind of like the twist. 
Um, there's another, the next one I watched is called The Beacon, which is proper sci-fi. It's set in space, uh, man and woman, um, married, and uh, they're doing like, you know, like almost like they're like truckers, space truckers, where they go and do like, you know, take taking haulage from one side of the galaxy to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, you know, they've got like quantum drives or whatever that where they can kind of, you know, um, zoom through space really quickly and everything and um the wife goes on a on, on a, a normal run then disappears and like seven months later she's she's missing you know she's still not found yeah. so her husband's trying to go and find her and he detects he, he eventually finds her beacon and, and and lands on this planet and um uh finds her ship only then she's sort of like explaining that like things went wrong um and and that actually her beacon isn't in the ship it's 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 a little bit far further off in in the middle of like this planet um and again it's, it's got a twist um because actually the beacon is is being held but it's like a fake beacon and it's a, some massive space monster that's lurking on this planet that is using the beacon to to call people to its lair to eat it basically <laughs> to eat it yeah, yeah, it's quite cool. Um, yeah, uh, and then the the leap was uh, fuck. I can't remember what the leap was. Oh, I won't. I won't talk about that one. Um, but yeah, no, the the dust movies. These movies are really good. Um, really, really enjoyed them. And there's yeah, it's just some. They they're all all sorts. Some of them are like proper like sci-fi in space. Others are more like you know. Um, advanced technology that's going on in in your mind and everything like that you know or, or what what if scenarios you know um so that's that's dust for the moment um and then i've watched a, a few trailers i don't know if you want to talk about them now no no i'll save that for the end cool cool well that's me for the moment all right mine all right so i haven't upped too much this week it's been a bit long um but um, I'm just watching the new uh, slate of uh, anime. Some new slate of anime that's, that's come out. Um, mm-hmm. Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside, episode two. Um, as I said, suggested, there's a hero that was literally kicked out of his own team. Um, super overpowered. They all are pretty much um, super strong anyway. Um, but he gets a party member that joins him, and it's just them continuing their adventure. So that was pretty nice. Um, Deep Inside You Lost Child, episode one. The World's Best Assassin Reincarnated, episode two. Yeah, so Comey- I, 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 I jumped on that as well. The World's Best Assassin Reincarnated. Um, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that how the season goes. Right now, I'll give you a very solid three piece. Um, All right, I, I, I give it the same. I will uh, give a rating when the, the, the season's finished, once I get around to it. All right. Um, Comey Can't Communicate, episode one. So this is a classroom comedy drama where the new female student, Comey, can't communicate verbally and socially due to a uh, disorder. The disorder is something like um, like communication of a disorder. So she finds it hard to actually talk to people. Um, even um, she's like very socially awkward in the sense that she keeps sort of to herself. Um, and then she does that very flung back flamboyant actions because she's sort of trying to force up to do stuff. I'll give you an example. Um, she's the new girl in the classroom 
teacher tells the teacher tells to sit somewhere, she sits just anywhere that she wants to sit. Um, the teacher has actually give her an actual seat, but she does it herself. Uh, she's super pretty and everything like that. When people ask what her name is, um, she just gives a blank stare, and she's supposed to be super pretty as well. Um, so to tell people her name, she gets up, goes to the board, and just literally like writes down her name, like literally like like you know like a typical flamboyant, um, um, I guess thing where someone gets up, writes the name, and stuff like. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but um, she she basically writes a name like super stylish and everything like that. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this chick is like absolutely amazing!" Blah blah. She has a sense of attention which she can't handle. Um, anyway, she meets up with um, um, or not meets up, but eventually, when everyone goes for lunch. She um, finds a student who is also the protagonist, um, and they sort of talk to each other via just writing on the blackboard and stuff. So I think it's a pretty it's a pretty cool uh, drama. Um, First episode, I give it a three-piece. It's also something I usually watch because I usually, I much rather prefer watching uh, my sci-fi, mechas, um, action adventures, but this is a nice um, a nice one. So I'll continue watching it. Um, Platinum End, episode two. Um, this is a boy who tries to commit suicide and is saved by an angel that grants him the power to make anyone fall in love with him, bending them to the wheel, steal anything, and even grants him the ability to kill anyone. Um, it turns out that he is a god candidate, one of 13 candidates. Um, so I expect this anime to be similar to Fate Stay Night, where there's a, a candidate for something, and you know they get all the support they're given, and they have to eventually go out and either, I guess, recruit or kill um, other candidates. Um, it, was, it was pretty good. I wasn't expecting to go to, to go down this road at all. Um, we go into watching it blind. Um, again, I'll give the first episode a three-piece. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to um, this week. Yeah, hi. Uh, I the next. Um, so yeah, I've actually jumped on a little bit of animes recently. Oh wait, no, me and mine already talked about that. Sorry, scrap that. Scrap. Uh, Dave Chappelle. I finally got out to watch Dave Chappelle. I'm not gonna Ooh. lie, I fell asleep like five times while watching it because I was watching it so late last night. Uh, I did like it. Uh, I'll give it a free piece. Um, people that are trying to cancel Dave Chappelle are the ones that are clearly not listening. Um, <laughs> and again, like, the, the like, it's tough one, isn't it? Like, I think, can, it, it's very hard to apply cancel culture to comedians because that is what they do. Like, Mm-hmm. a lot of comedians their jokes and stuff is to offend people and is to take <coughs> the mm. out of tropes and stereotypes and mm. like I I, I I find it hot like again obviously I am not in the LGBT community I am not in the trans community uh, the only community that I'm a part of is the black community innit? so I find it hard for people to watch his stand up watch his comedy and to get offended and triggered by it because a lot of what he's saying is like based on truth in it mm. and again we talked about this when he did his like sticks and stones one where they did that like extra bonus episode where he talked about um that having a trans uh, a, a trans woman at his show who, you know, laughed at all his jokes and he spoke to her. She was like, well, you know, you can't get, like, you can't laugh. I can't remember the exact line. It was like, you can't laugh at black people's jokes and then when it's a joke about you, you get offended. 
or, mm. or something like he broke it down really yeah, well. Yeah, I, I said the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, on, on YouTube, I was watching this uh, thing. On usually I used to some politics stuff. And um, I said in the comments, they actually said that in the comments, right? And then this guy, this person, I'm sure they're trans, whatever, started saying that, um, oh, I thought um, his, his jokes were malicious. Um, people take his jokes, um, repeat them, modify them. Um, this, that, and the other, and you know, I thought I, thought I commented maybe twice or three times. I just left it because obviously the conversation devolved to something else that I did not want to be a part of. Do you know what I mean? I was talking about, <laughs> about Dave Chappelle. So, um, I'm in, I'm 100 agreement with with this statement, which is if you can laugh at um, you know at you know Christians, Black people, Asians, Jews, uh, police, um, um, you know people in the LGBTQ plus community, uh, all that. But when it comes to trans people, you suddenly have an issue with it. They're sorry, but you know what I mean? Get out, <laughs> literally, okay. because you can't have it both ways where you're able to laugh at the expense of others. Yet when it comes to you, you, you now want to joke police or say things like, um, I, mean, I mean, you can be offended. Fair enough, you can be offended by it. But that is the nature of, you know, when you look at any artistic form, some people find it, I mean, art is subjective anyway. So some people find it funny or um, or brilliant and blah, blah. Other people find it absolutely horrible and blah, blah. Um, and when you watch Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle, you know the kind of um, stand-up you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? Not all of it is going to well, be... Well, yeah, you should 100% know what... Ca- should 100% know because uh, Michael posted a screen grab of these two women in the audience that will just look miserable <laughs> the whole time. Like, yeah. how, how are you going to a Dave Chappelle comedy show and not know what to expect? Like, it's stupid. Yeah. It's so if dumb. I'm, it's like, if I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to just a little bit of detail. It's not going to take long to just expand on what I already said. So, uh, with the Christian models, priests fiddling kids, um, black people hate Asians and how cruel it was. Uh, this was for the, um, during the COVID, well, you know, during lockdown, I think even still now, um, um, black people, other people actually beating up Asian people because, um, um, you know, politicians have said that the virus because of China, all China's fault, blah, blah. So they're just hitting on any Asian person, which is why the Stop Asian Hate campaign is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, base Jews with aliens leaving Earth, they're coming back. <laughs> so that was, that was the reference to Israel. Do you know what I mean? How is Israelis of your uh, left Israel? Um, or Palestine, or that that region, then came back and then claimed it as theirs. That's kind of so that's that's where it came from. Um, police gets called on a black guy, that's a giant, and gets shot at, even though uh, the guy's uh, the nicest, sweetest guy. This is in reference to a story that a, a book that he was um, he was reading. Um, the baby and his thing about the LGBTQ community, and him mm-hmm. even him saying to that the the baby, you know, fucked up there because of course mm-hmm. we could have come down hard on for what he said. Um, do you think a gay person can be racist? Um, you know, gay people are minority. The joke was gay people are minority until they have uh, to call the police. Um, yeah, that, that, that was that, that, a white gay person. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah. Right, actually, at the same time, made me like, you know what? Yeah, like you've seen that happen where you know it, some people in, the, in, in that minor in those minorities, yeah, mm. will be a minority until something happens, and then they be like, okay, actually, I'm white. I'm gonna play though. <laughs> Oh, literally, literally, literally. I, I, I mean, I've seen it so many times, and 
um, it also leads to a wider point that even it, like even in the trans community, right? Um, when we look at statistics and stuff like that, black people, even in the trans community, even in the um, LGBTQ plus community, right? When it comes to um, you know treatment amongst those groups of people, right? Black people still get the worst in terms of deaths, in terms of even being ostracized by the by their own community. So really and truly. You can't have it both ways where you recognize that you are in a minority. You've had it tough. Yes, you've had it tough. Exact same as, you know, for, for everyone's had it tough to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is no, this is no time for, um, uh, what's it called? Oppression Olympics where, oh, my oppression is great. The mm-hmm. oppression, no, people suffered. You know what I mean? We know that. Well, I, then, I, I, don't know, I don't know about that one. I think there is a little bit because like Dave Chappelle said, like, you know, the, the, the trans comedian that they've kind of... Um, they've done well in it like it's taken like mm. thousands of years for black people to even get into a certain situation where hundreds they're they're, yeah. they're still <laughs> do you know what I mean like I can't remember the exact word he said but I was like you know what he's not wrong in it yeah because it's taken hundreds of black people to uh, to sort of progress from slavery but it's taken trans community decades uh, to do the same mm. do you know what I mean it shows that we're living in a time where we're recognizing other people's, um, I guess, struggles more. Um, you know what I mean? People becoming, again, a, a more liberal society, more um, open society where we can say that, okay, you're going through shit as well. Um, you'll see, we've, we're taking you into account. We hear, you're, we hear you, we're going to work with you to make sure that you are as, you have as many rights or you're recognized how you want to be recognized. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's the fact that the whole is moving in that direction and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, overall, if anything, it sounds like um, this Dave Chappelle show is highlighting actually the the the, the pain in the ass of the cancel culture that we're getting on the internet these days, where yeah, pe- people just will call out anybody and and you know like whether it's comedy or art or mm. anybody's opinion and basically try and shut shut it all down because it does because they don't agree with it. Because they don't agree and, with it exactly. It, you know, like, I, I just think to myself, like, so, when it comes to comedy, it's so subjective. So mm. if you don't like it, don't, don't listen to it. Literally, because I mean, the, the times where I listen to, um, like, whether it's politics, music, or even podcasts, where right, someone will say something, I'll agree with them all the way through, and then they'll say something, I'm thinking, ah, actually, I don't agree with you. I can either, one, continue to listen to them and hear out their full thoughts, or two, just move on to a different episode of the podcast or no longer to listen to the mm. podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. You are free to do that. And, mm. I, and I don't want to live in a society where it's not that people are afraid to say what they want to say so they get cancelled, but it's that if you don't agree with them, rather than trying to... And again, I mean, this is not even cancelled, but you know what I mean? It's, it's the crowd that are saying, He's, that's wrong, take it down. Actually, no, it is being cancelled if you... if You know what I mean? The trans woman um, who worked for Netflix who got fired because um, she... Um, went into a board meeting and tried to have Dave Chappelle's um, show taken down. I mean, come on, don't don't do that because yes. then, because then, yeah, because now oh. you're now policing, and that's that's the thing with trans oh. people. If you want to be part of something, if you want to be part of you know society and stuff like that, that's why be part of society. But then, and try and change it by making people see what it is you go through, making people understand, rather than. You know, going through the extreme and just saying, nope, we're cancelled. We don't like you, you're cancelled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then no one learns anything. We just know that, okay, it's not wrong saying anything. People feel some type of way about it. Those employees have now been reinstated by Netflix. So the, the article's out there somewhere on Facebook. 
All right, cool. Um, um, yeah, but overall, I give the Dave Chappelle's. I'll give Dave Chappelle's uh, special a three piece because it's it's the same old Dave Chappelle. Do you know what I mean he doesn't reinvent the wheel with his jokes or anything like that? But uh, it's also him sharing his journey through, um, um, you know, trans communities, um, the LGBTQ communities. You know, still reflecting about society and things like that. Um, it's the same old Dave Chappelle. And to be fair, Dave Chappelle, I don't think needs to change or anything like that. Um, I think the more people do agree with Dave Chappelle's jokes, the more Dave Chappelle's obviously changed. You know what I mean? Um, mm. because, and that's, that's the thing with comedy and music and stuff like that. If people don't like you or enough people turn away from you, you're, you're either going to have to adapt and make newer, better, and more well-received jokes than, uh, or, or, or you just, you know, just sort of your career's over. That's, that's, how, that's how I see it. Why? All I'm saying, they should be happy that like Bernie Mac isn't with us. And Eddie Murphy has so much drama he doesn't want to do comedy anymore because hmm. if them, oh, if them guys wanted to, it'll be finished. And did Eddie was, Murphy say there's so much drama he doesn't want to do comedy anymore? Well, no, no, no. no, no. Uh, no just, just I was just gonna say that explains coming to America too if that's the case uh, well, it's just like that was it wasn't funny <laughs> I thought it was funny um, but like you know again I it's hard isn't it because like sometimes you don't want to be ca- like don't really cancel you don't want to be controversial but at times you want to you want to point out some of the ridiculousness that there is in today's society like when mm. he when he said Bruce Jenner is it Bruce Jenner yeah, Bruce Jenner. Winning, winning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And later, whoa. later Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn. Caitlyn oh, Jenner. No, Caitlyn no, 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 Please. No, 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 let's, no, not, no. let's not dead name her, okay? okay. No. Like, she is a powerful her. woman, all right? She's the best woman of the year. Yeah. So don't even that, do that, that, all right? That, like, again, <laughs> I didn't understand how more people weren't outraged that when she won Woman of the Year. Like... Because you're not allowed. You're not allowed to be outraged at the no, LGBT. That, that is you. something that needs to be like you've got to be outraged at that. I'm sorry. This like yeah. it's dumb. This this is the genius of Dave Chappelle, yeah? And like he he's uncancelable. You can't cancel him because he cancelled himself years ago mm. and like and then just came back. You and and it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, like Mm. everyone didn't realise what we had with Dave Chappelle until he left and went to Africa mm. and we didn't see him for like how many like a decade and then he's back and we just appreciate him so much like we won't allow him to be cancelled he mm. could say what he wants he could come and literally roast me in my face and he'll <laughs> still be my favourite comedian ever yeah. like he's he's, he's, he's he's got like this this like Gara style automatic defence like you just mm. can't get through it um <laughs> But but the the reason he's genius here yeah, is because the LGBTQ, especially after his last special on Netflix, because I th- I think this is his last one this that he's done yeah, in, yeah. from his contract with Netflix. This is the last one. That's why it's called the closer. Um, but especially from his last one, when he he did like a segment on the LGBTQT community in, in like this little skit where like they're in a car on a road trip and you've got like. He, he just called them by their syllable. So all the gay people he called G's, the lesbian he called L's, the trans people he called T's. And he was like, so the G's are driving the car, the L's are in the passenger seat, the T's are in the back seat, and then you've got the Q's. And, 
I thought it was funny. It was one of the mm. funniest like skits of, of that um, of that special. So he obviously had a lot of backlash, and just in general, just the way he talks about them in general, he's had a lot of backlash. But I loved how he cleared things up in this special, in that he's never. And if you go back and listen to his jokes, it, it, it's true to, to everything he's ever said. He's not having a go at the LGBTQ plus whatever community. He's not having a go at them. What he's pointing out, yeah, he, he he's not even necessarily commenting on them. It, he's he's like using them as a comparison to comment on the black community mm. and and their struggles and their things. And he he illustrated it perfectly when he said, we're talking about um, Bruce Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner and all, all that stuff. He said it was easier for a white man to change his gender than it was for a black man to change his name, talking about Cassius Clay and Muhammad Ali. And just stuff like that. It, 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 it's, it's, it's very clever when you see how he uses situations and certain things. Like Even when he was talking about baby, I think that was his first point in the special. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to illustrate it. He said baby recently is like... Pr practically been cancelled because of what he said about about the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And Dave Chappelle, he, he said, this guy shot and killed a black guy in a Walmart, like in a shopping centre, in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. He shot and killed a black guy and nothing happened. He was fine. And then, so he's like, you can actually kill a black man and nothing happens. But the moment you upset a gay person, your career's done. And and that is the like, what's the word? That's the discrepancy or the... Yeah. the, the but then, do you then know again, what I mean? you could say that one was shot, shot shooting someone in self-defense and one was, you know, get, attacking a group in it. I don't think it was self-defense if we're just... If I, guess, we're just I, 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 don't, I, I don't know the story anymore, but supposedly, like, yeah. a quick, because I was just, he was like, because he said, like, Google it, so a quick Google is like um, the baby shoots a guy that was trying to rob him. No, oh, is it? Yeah, that was that still, was what came up in the Google. Still, like, I like I I get what what um, Dave Chappelle saying. Dave Chappelle is saying. Do you know what I mean, I get the comparison there, and and it's like, yeah, like like and like you guys said as well. Yeah, you're a minority in terms of like your your sexual preferences or whatever, mm. but when you need to you're white again do you know what i mean and yeah. a black guy is a minority always he can't just turn it off do you know yeah. what i mean Bro, like for real in all these groups <laughs> in all these groups even like, if the, even if you're a yeah even if you're a black lgbtq whatever like like you say it's worse for you because you're not only are you gay you're or whatever or, but you're you're a minority within a minority do you know what i mean and like and like you said, Martin, even within like their own community, like they're 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 a minority. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's an interesting topic. I think Dave Chappelle is very clever at how he tackles subjects, and I think he he I think he does it in a way where it's inclusive, if that makes sense. Like he yeah, because he, everyone gets it. <laughs> everyone gets it. He's not like yeah, he's not. Like, he, he doesn't inclusive. discriminate. Exactly. Uh -huh. Everyone gets everyone gets a turn, and I thought, and it it was I think when he talked about his friend again, he had the the transgender female friend who would do yeah. like op openers for him, 
that's the when one he that said ended up passing away. That's the one that um, yeah. he spoke about in um, uh, so I think it was Sticks and Stones, and then she yeah. he also um, spoke about um, you know how they first met and everything like that. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. That's what's deep is that like be, bigger than like groups that were part of and movements and all this and all that. Like we are just people. Do you know what I mean, everyone is a person, and you take people for who they are, not what group they're part of. Do you know what I mean? And that, to me, that's what Dave Chappelle does. Because if you look at his friendship with that transgender woman and the fact that she committed suicide based on her own community turning on her because she defended Dave Chappelle, it's a bit ridiculous, do you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. and um, what she said about him, because they were, a lot of people say, like, oh, his jokes aren't funny because he punches down. He punches down on the LGBT community. But to punch down means you look down at them and see yourself as better than them. Exactly. But Dave Chappelle sees himself as e equal to anyone. Do you know what I mean, no one is above him, no one's below him. And that woman even said, Dave Chappelle doesn't punch down, he doesn't punch up. He punches, he punches, he, 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 he punches um, sideways or something. He, he punches lines, like he, he, he gives you punchlines. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He, he makes fun of you. And like you said, everyone's on the same level. Everyone can get it. Yeah. It doesn't discriminate. Like, well, they're no, saying no that. No one tried to this cancel him special, when he was making jokes about this... black people. Huh? Like, when, he was, doing the, when he was doing the Dave Chappelle and he was, you know, he had the crack character and, you know, he, he was uh, making jokes on those black stereotypes. No one was looking to cancel him then. So, mm. again, it's just, it's just yeah. to reiterate that when Dave Chappelle comes for you, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, I'm upset. Honestly, because, mm. yeah, because, again, I was, I was having this invert commas debate with this person. They were saying that, oh, he can make, it was a stereotype with all her before and blah, blah. If he was to make he can make jokes about um, musicals and how um, the LGBTQ people love trash TV and musicals. I'm thinking, so now you're, you're basically joke police and you're saying these kind of jokes are relevant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or these, these, these kind of jokes, you can say these kind of jokes, but you can't say these kind of jokes. I'm thinking there, how, where do we go from self-expression and people saying what they want to say? Because one thing I I'm, I'm don't like is the fact that when someone has an opinion and they say the opinion rather than just shutting them down, whether it's a joke, music, whatever else, right? because again, it's subjective. People find, some people find it funny, some people um, hate it, whatever. But if you really wanted to open someone's eyes, right, and someone's willing to listen, and Dave Chappelle's one of those people, I believe, then mm. give them the benefit of telling them, okay, this is how I, this is how I feel after he's been a joke. I was offended because F, X, Y, and Z. I didn't like them mm. because of A, B, C. Um, that's it. Rather than you know going on nuts and being like, no, he must be cancelled because he said turf and you know, and there was a whole <laughs> thing with, um, oh, we'll say J K J K Rowling as well, and and whatever, mm. and even and. Again, even when I was um, debating this person, right, and I said that, would it have been better? Because I think, because I think the whole thing was that he said gender is a fact, and I said, okay, so what if he said sex is a fact? Because to this day, hmm. there are still people uh, that boomers who say, um, who who both they say gender and sex interchangeably, as if for them it's both, it's both the same thing, right? Um, whereas if you look at, you know, I guess Google definitions and stuff like that, gender is based on um, on sort of like societal societal norms, and sex is literally the 
the sex you were born with, so whether it's male or female, do you know what I mean? So I, asked, I kept asking, so would it be better if you said sex rather than gender? Because gender is like, I identify, you can identify free as whatever because it's social construct, but fact is you are born male or female. There's no two ways about it. And I didn't get, I didn't get a response from that person. I mean, I could, I could go on YouTube and show you guys, but I didn't get, I didn't yeah, get no, you, that you wouldn't. Thing. So, you wouldn't because you're making too much sense. They, they, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 if you said, okay, sex, sex, sex is, sex is, uh, sex is a fact, sex is a fact, rather, rather than saying gender is a fact, would that have changed the infliction of the, of the joke? Do you know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Mm. Yeah, anyway, no, I get I'm, what you're I'm, saying. You, you, you have to choose your words very carefully when you say certain things. But, and that's the thing, Dave Chappelle, He's like he's like Ares, the god of war. Do you know what I mean? Like he's fueled off of the controversy. Like you see him, you can literally see him on stage getting more powerful as he tells these jokes. Even like on the rare occasion, one of his jokes that he tells on stage, and it happened in this stand, um, in this special as well. If it doesn't like go down well, I think it was the space Jews joke. Like it didn't get as big a laugh as maybe he expected mm-hmm. and i think oh, someone even uh-huh. i think someone even shouted out like free palestine or something like that yeah and you could see you could physically see him like i don't know if he got bigger or like he's just stance like he just stood taller or what but when he tells a joke that genuinely like he can tell people have been like offended by mm-hmm. or or have misunderstood it's like it makes lot. him it makes him stronger. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of comedians are like that, though, aren't they? Him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've seen a lot of comedians that sort of just get a, a rise out of um, being <laughs> sort of winding people up. The, the more people who get effect, like triggered by what they're saying, then mm. it, it just, it's almost like, um, I don't know. I think we've all got that inside of us, though, haven't we? Like, there's that, like, it's almost like having a little a, a little devil on your shoulder that's going, just poke the back, keep poking it. You know, like, <laughs> the thing is, I've 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 got like there's one of my favourite comedians is a guy called Bill Hicks. Um, oh, Bill who, Hicks, and he just like I don't know what's the word for it, but he he basically like just rips into his audience, and no one is sacred, no oh. one is safe. That he'll talk about every well. I mean, he's he's died now, but um, when he mm. was alive, he just in the opportunity he could, he would he would say the most mm. offensive things. Mm. Um, and there's a Scottish comedian as well, which who's really really offensive English. Mm. Uh, yeah, Scottish comedian. Um, what's his name now? Um, yeah, I, you guys would know about him. I can't remember what his name is, but. He has been, he has oh, said Frankie most Boyle. offense. Yeah, there you go. Frankie, Frankie Boyle, Boyle is yeah. not everybody's was, cup of tea. He was my favorite um, comedian for a period of time. <laughs> I, I think the thing that appeals to me for with him is just that he doesn't give a shit. And, yeah. And that's quite, that's quite like um, pleasant. It's quite refreshing to see people just like not caring and they'll just, you know, like, when you've got a comedian, they're like, and they go out there that there's so much fear about being, being judged now, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, there is. So to, to see someone just like doing their thing and being like expressing themselves and, and, and not caring, that is, that's, that's, that's quite nice. Yeah. It's, 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 quite, one. 
it's quite rare. It's it's harder to find nowadays. Like you said, a comedian that genuinely doesn't care and will say anything because with this whole cancel culture, I think a lot of people are genuinely being more careful with what they say nowadays. Oh, definitely. Not 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 out of mm. like genuine respect or anything, but fear of for their own careers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think there's. I I would love to see a movie yeah, starring Dave Chappelle and 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 Ricky Gervais. Directed oh. by, directed by um, Sean, um, um, what's his name? James Gunn. Like, just let's get all the top, like, controversial people together and just get them to make something. Like, because Ricky Gervais is like Dave Chappelle. He's uncancelable. He, he can say whatever he wants. And for some reason, he's immune to cancel culture. And Dave Chappelle as well. I think it's just because, to an extent, like, like A said, it's a lot of what he said is coming from from truth. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you can't really argue with some of the things he said. He even he even changes my perception on certain things. Like when he was talking about um, the toilets and like gender, like you got men's toilets and women's toilets, and how um, transgenders can use the toilets. That uh, oh no, people were campaigning. So that transgenders had to use the toilets for the gender that they was born with, not what they um, identify as now. And that sounds like it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Like, you don't want a guy disguised as a woman <laughs> going into female toilets. Do you know what I mean? But then at the same time, Dave Chappelle, he, he, he changed my mind on it because he was like, nah, like, would you rather be in the toilet yeah as a man would you rather be in the toilet you're standing there you're pissing yeah and then you see um a woman walk in or what someone who looks like a woman walks in and you're like okay there's a woman in the men's toilet that's kind of strange and then she stands next to you at the urinal pulls out her dick and then starts taking a piss like that would be weird do you know what i mean and he goes i he said i would prefer for a man to walk in someone who looks like a man and then I'll be like, oh, it's just a dude, you know, nothing wrong there. And then him to walk up to the, to the urinal, turn around, pull his trousers down and like squat over the urinal and like take a piss. Cause you know, cause it's, <laughs> it's actually a chick. And I was thinking, you know what? Yeah. Out of those two options, that one does sound like the less, <laughs> the less weird <laughs> one for some reason. <laughs> so I don't know, man. He, he's, he's clever, man. He's clever. He's very smart and, and, um, to me, yeah, it, get, it gets a free piece as well. It's not his best special he's done. No, it's not. But it's he, not. he he is still he is still maintaining his his um, his quality in my opinion, man. Like he, he is good. It's better than that last one, the um, the coronavirus one that he did, where they were like outside and everyone was like spread out on tables. That one, to me, I don't think there was a single joke in that whole special. It was very serious, and and um, but then even that, I would listen to Dave Chappelle just chat. Do you know what I mean? He didn't even have to tell jokes. He's such a good storyteller and such a good talker that I would listen to him like talk about anything. Do you know what I mean? He's he's he's, he's very smart man, very clever. Mm. Yeah, we, I I think are we done with Dave Chappelle? Yeah, I'm done. I don't want to say. If I say anything more, I think it's just going to repeat everyone's yeah. uh, observations already. Mm. Yeah. When and at? Ace.
Wake up. Is Nana still, is he falling asleep? I'm basically falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, T. He talked to sleep. Yes, then my plan has finally come to fruition. Now we can do whatever we want, guys. We can, no, I'm, we can be I'm as, still as here. Controversial. Oh, I didn't mean... You woke, you woke him up. You woke oh, him up. I, didn't even, I wasn't even asleep. I just kind of just stopped paying attention. No, you fell asleep. <laughs> that's, 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 that's sleeping. I just, you know, stopped paying attention to consciousness. Tell you were asleep, bro. Because <laughs> uh, my eyes weren't closed. I could hear all your shit still talking through my ears. <laughs> Oh, that's dope. That's, that's, that's All right. Anyway, bro, what else you been up to? I, I watched the Adam Family because I was gonna watch the sequel. Uh, Adam oh, Family. I was gonna have done that as well. Oh. Um, I didn't get to watch the second. One. I only watched the first one. Do you know what? The first one wasn't oh, too yeah. bad. I'll give you a half chicken. It was decent. Um, Is this the animated? The yeah, this is the animated. Yeah, the animated one. It's, it's the, oh, the okay. first one's on Netflix. Uh, I will try maybe in the middle of the week go try and watch the um, the second one. Um, they dropped more episodes of Way of the House, but Way of the House Husband. Um, I wasn't really vibes with this much as the first time. Cause like, I feel like once they've done it once, it was like you got the gist of it. You didn't really need more episode. Um, this was just more in the background. I probably give like a quarter chicken. Um, I went and sort of finally got around to seeing Venom. Uh, I saw it in the cinema. Um, I don't understand why people are giving it as much hate, man. Like. I feel like it's, it's very much on the vein of the first one. Um, honestly, if I, I can't remember exactly what I gave you the first one, but if I gave you the first one a whole chicken, this one gets a free piece. Um, I felt like time went quickly during this movie. Like, I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, like. It was a very short movie. I think it was a, a 90 minutes. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking, like, this mm. felt, felt quite quick. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was brisk. It was yeah. quick. And it was it was a, it was a, it was a, a brisk pace as well. Like it just went pow, yeah. like, um And again, I didn't actually I didn't actually quite mind that um, the quickness of it. Like just get from point A to point B quite quickly. Um, I didn't mind it either. The quicker that movie ended, the better. Yeah, that's because you didn't like it, man. <laughs> I thought it was alright, man. I thought again, similar vein as to the last movie. Uh, I liked the interaction between Venom and Eddie Brock. Um, we'll talk about the ending a little bit once we've got everyone's more thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, like again, it just followed in the same vein as the first movie. Um, I like the fact that they fixed, um, I can't remember his name's hair. Huh. Um, yeah. I like, I did like the, like the classic look of Carnage when he wasn't, when he wasn't, um, in the symbiote with the red jacket kind of thing. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I had fun of it, man. I'll give, I'll give, I'll, I'll give it a solid three piece. Nice. Uh, Martin, what did you think of this movie? I didn't watch it. You did watch it. All right, cool. Stevie? I haven't seen it yet. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we not seen it. Yeah. Uh, you get to cinema to watch it, yeah? No. <laughs> no. He must be mad. I, do you think I'm giving these guys my money? Nah, man. Nah, so... Yeah. Virgin, you can fuck yourself. I'm not a virgin anymore, so they can't do nothing. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I didn't like it, man. I didn't like it, to be honest. Um, I didn't like the first one either. I feel like the characterization of Venom and Eddie Brock is just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made them too silly. They've made them like this slapstick comedy, like that whole scene where he was making... where Venom was making breakfast was funny, I guess, 
if you want to call it that. Mm. But it was just out of character for me. Like, I want the real Eddie Brock. I want the real Venom. I want, like, I, I want a villain. Do you know what I mean? Like, when they made the Joker movie, they didn't make Joker, like, a hero or, like, a... a they, they, they didn't change him. Do you know what I mean? He was still villainous. He was still yeah. the Joker that we love. Whereas Venom, he's, like, even in this one... He's constantly saying, and, and this is Venom, he's constantly saying he wants to be a hero. He calls himself, which is, a, it was a nice nod to the comics, yeah. but they called him the lethal, lethal protector. protector. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying which, to go down yeah. that run, in it? Because obviously he's not had yeah. Spider-Man to be, to push him to be that, like, that dark version of um, Eddie Brock, in it? Yeah. So... Yeah, I exactly. And, and I, I feel like that... Has there's something missing? Do you know what I mean? Like these two characters, Spider-Man and Venom, are like intertwined. Do you know what I mean? They need each other to mm. to like. Well, Venom needs Spider-Man more than Spider-Man needs Venom, but Venom needs Spider-Man to exist essentially. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even the the, the 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 design of him, like the eyes, he looks like that because of the Spider-Man suit. Like he was on the Spider-Man suit first, so when he went onto Venom, he he took that design with him essentially do you know what i mean so it doesn't really like they've they've changed a lot of the um like the the law of what venom is yeah to the point where like they like in the comics i'm pretty sure the character of whoever the symbiote is on affects the character of the symbiote do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's why that's why carnage is fucked because he's on um, Eddie Brock. I'm not Eddie Brock. Uh, 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 um, what's his name? Um, Cassius. Cassius Clay. Yeah, Cassius Clay. Cass, um, Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah, because Cassidy. he because he's a, a serial killer. That's why Carnage is so fucked. And the reason Venom was a villain was because Eddie Brock was was in prison was 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 a, was a villainous person when he went on him, mm. and, and so on. Whereas in this. They make it out as if like the symbiotes have this character even before they latch on to whoever their host is. Mm-hmm. And see what That's they've done. Yeah, cool. so what they've done with this with um, this whole Venom universe is that they've borrowed elements from um, like the, from different past of comics. So mm. the symbiotes, for example, um, being also an alien and alien in origin. Um, and I'm actually part of the race that Null, um, if people know Null, Null's a god who, may, who we may see, we may not see in the MCU as well. Um, mm. But he is essentially someone who's very much evil. Um, the symbiotes overthrew him, became good, and then went into different hosts in order to improve the hosts. And, you know, um, but they're very, very receptive to negative feelings. So um, those are hostiles negative and use, their, use the symbiotes for evil. They then turn evil and blah, blah. So it makes sense that the... Um, oh, that's a cool concept. Yeah, so mm. it makes sense that the symbiotes are evil to begin with. However, Venom needs Spider-Man because the origins of Venom is that he came to Earth via um, J.J. Jameson's sons, um, after J.J. Jameson's son's expedition to the moon. Um mm. Yeah, attached himself to Peter Parker, um, fed off of Peter Parker's natural, uh, I guess, you know, mutation. Mm. Um, then, when he was cast off of Peter Parker, he became very, very sensible towards him because he felt abandoned by him and stuff like that. So, 
At the end of the day, he's just he's just you know hard for hard for Peter Parker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eddie 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 Brock, that, Eddie Brock, like you said, was there as well, where the symbiote bond with him, and because both Eddie and the and the symbiote had a common enemy, which is Peter Parker and Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, they teamed up together. That's what made Venom Venom. Um, mm. but this origin, it feels it's, it's weird because it also misses out massive elements. Yeah. And I think in the <laughs> I hated that stupid song <laughs> in um in the comics, I think I think yeah, you're right. In in some iterations of the character, it's J. Jonah Jameson's son who brings him who brings the symbiote to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I think the original um uh story where he got the where Spider Man got the black suit was in mm-hmm. was it Secret Wars or I think it was Secret Wars. Where all the superheroes get like taken to, to I think it's oh, uh, to, was it Battle World? Yeah, yeah, they all get taken to a planet and they're like forced to like fight each other and do all this stuff and, and they're on like some spaceship or something, I think, or another planet. And Spider Man comes across um the, the symbiote suit, the the, mm. the, the the black suit. And during this storyline, that's when he puts on the suit and gets like enhanced strength and powers and stuff. They get through that story, and then when he comes back to Earth, he he keeps the suit, mm-hmm. and that's when it starts like affecting his mind and turning him like slightly evil and a bit crazy. And it, it actually um, was revealed in a later story that the reason Venom is slightly crazy is because before Peter Parker got the symbiote suit, um, someone actually wore it before him. Wore the yeah, symbiote yeah, suit, yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. and it, and and um, and it was Deadpool. When they were oh, on that planet, oh. Deadpool <laughs> came across the suit first, put it on, and because of Deadpool's it. craziness, he tainted it. And not only that, but that's the reason that the symbiote detached from him was because it was like, no, nah, your your mind is just too <laughs> fucked up. Like I don't want to be a part of you. That's such a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so that's that's quite that funny as well. Yeah. But, um, but like, no, in terms of the ultimate universe sort of mashed together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but no, in terms of this film, hold on a second. Hold on. That oh sorry. That suggests that the symbiote has got. You were saying that the symbiote's take on the sort of like the the traits uh, of the traits um, of the the, the yeah, people that they kind of like link yeah. with. But then that's kind of suggesting that the symbiote's got its own. Its own mindset. Yep, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they still do, but they're just massively influenced by whoever they 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 join with. Yeah. So there's actually exactly. a current yeah there's actually a current storyline where you have um, Flash Thompson um, in the comics ends up getting the get in the symbiote suit, become an agent Venom, and mm. he says to Eddie Brock that actually the the symbiotes can be controlled. It's just that you choose not to, which is why Venom ends up doing whatever he wants to. But they do mm. have a mind of their own, and a, a lot of no, things that, that Venom it could, does. It can link in with what what we've currently got in the movies, and you know, like with because the, the relationship between Eddie Brock and and Venom is you know like that. Venom Venom is is um, so you know, Eddie Brock is in shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, but like he's submitting to 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 um, Eddie's Eddie's will, and he cha- yeah. you see in the first movie that he does change his sort of like his opinion <laughs> of like humanity and whether he wants to go back or, or whether he wants to stay. Yeah. Um. On 
on Earth. And so you could say that there's an influence there, isn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's come from Eddie Brock. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I've got, um, I think with my my opinion of the, the, the original Venom movie, or the first one, sorry, is that um, it surprised me because it, yeah, it was, it, it's true, it completely moves away from Spider-Man, the origin, mm. the origins of, of it and Spider-Man and everything like that. But, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I, I had a fun time with the movie and, and I felt like that the universe could be expanded. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the next movie though, so I don't know whether that's a crock of shit or not. I mean, mm. I think I think there's a theory. I don't know if it's confirmed in this Venom film that Venom is now canon or part of the MCU. Um, I haven't seen the movie, so I mm. that's yeah, what, so what I heard. It's I don't. So T, like, does he get snapped there, or is this um, Stranger spell? I I so basically s- spoilers. Mm. Um, Martin and Stevie, because we're going. This is the end credit scene that we're going to talk about now. Yeah, that's why. If that's cool, I'm cool with um, that. I'm cool with I'm that. Here for it. But it's, yeah, it's, like, it's like not, you it's said, not a great end credit scene, but the ramifications are pretty dope. The, the yeah, the significance of it is what makes it better than it actually is. Yeah. Like, and basically, what happens is after the movie ends, um, Venom and Eddie Brock go off to like, I don't know, the Bahamas or somewhere. They're like on some tropical island and they're just having a holiday. And then in the end credit scene, you see them in like their little hut and they're just chilling on the bed. And then they're talking about, Venom's talking about how um, the symbiotes have like a hive mind and the, the the knowledge that they have of the universe is like, it's ridiculous. And Eddie's like, oh yeah, show me, let me see. And so Venom's about to show him like, you think he's just about to like unload all this info into his mind. Just as he's about to do it, all their surroundings start like like glowing, kind of like this golden kind of color. Mm. And then the whole room changes. So he's still like in a tropical land, but he's, and the layout of the room is the same, but it looks different. And outside looks slightly different. So it's like he's been, he's been transported to another dimension essentially. Yeah. And so while he's sitting there, he sees on the TV, the news is on and it's, um, it's actually JK Simmons as J Jonah Jameson mm. on the news reporting about Peter Parker, um, being revealed to be Spider-Man. So yeah. like the ending of Spider-Man far from home, mm-hmm. that, that news wow. broadcast, Eddie witnesses it on, on, on the, on the, on the news. So essentially yeah, he's been. He's been completely in the same universe. Yeah. It wasn't. So he wasn't. He was in his own universe, but now he's been transported to the MCU. So the same way, like the old Sam Raimi Spider-Man villains and like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garford and all of them are meant to be coming back. Essentially that whatever happens to them to bring them into the MCU has happened to Venom as well. And so he's been transported to the MCU, and and he's here now. Wow! Whether or not Very he's, whether or not he's here, yeah, it was it was surprising because they have been saying that they have been basically very open in telling us that yeah, this is what they plan to eventually do. But I just never thought it would happen because I thought it it's too separate. But they've managed to make I it work. They've been. They've opened the door though to whatever the fuck they like now. Whatever in the they MCU. want. 
as long as Sony and Disney are nice to each other, play nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. But like you know, this whole kind of like multiverse timelines, all of that, they can just they can change it. Every everything they they can now they they can choose. They can bring the X Men in quite happily. They can do the Fantastic Four. Whatever the fuck, everything can be uh, all the old shit that didn't work previously. They can pull it in now. Yeah, which, which is a very smart move on Marvel's part, especially since they've practically yeah. got the rights to everything back. They can, they they can do that, and I think it's quite clever. the The only thing that I was apprehensive about is that I don't like the idea that all of these characters are coming from different multiverses. I like the idea of just one single universe where everything exists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are variants and there are other timelines and other parallel dimensions. Mm-hmm. But in this one timeline, we should have the Avengers, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, mutants. Do you know what I mean? We should have everything. Uh, I don't want do, do, mutants to come into the MCU via another dimension. Do you know I, I, mean? I hate you. I hate you. Um, but I think that it's... Because at the end of it, they're going to consolidate... The, I think at the end of it, they're going to consolidate the MCU into one universe again. It's just uh, the fact that in order to introduce all these characters, because I'm sure it, obviously in real life you have different... Um, rights and stuff like that that they're acquiring and whatnot, so they're going to use certain characters um, at certain times. Um, but mm. It shows with, the, the, with Venom and um, Spider-Man. So I think, yeah, them opening up the multiverse is actually a good thing because then we start will start to see mutants being introduced, and then we'll finally have, and you know, I've had this before, I'm sure, and others, and then we'll finally mm. have one consolidated universe, which, which for me, we, again, we maybe turn to the main Marvel universe again, where it's got. It's got this, that, and the other in there. Um, There's no other way they could have done it unless Mm. they said, oh, in the background of this happening, you also had the expert doing blah, blah. But most of the stuff in New York, so it does. I would have liked essentially something like that. Like the X Men have always been there, but we just didn't know. Like, like maybe Professor X is doing some mind wipe, memory wipe on everyone. Whenever anyone witnesses the X-Men, he like wipes their memory of it or something along those lines. And then you could even have like flashbacks of the Battle of New York, like in the first Avengers movie. Mm. Maybe there were some X-Men there, but just no one remembers it. So we could get scenes from that movie from their perspective, like how we saw um, the oh. ancient one, what she was during that battle. Do you know all what I mean? All, all, all the... TV just popped everyone up. <laughs> The, um, or or um, they'll go down the route of um, the whatever the X gene is. The, it, something happened in the past that stopped that from ever happen, you know, ever uh, ever occurring in this particular timeline. That's why there are no mutants because it's you know it, it, it because that's the, the whole only... point of the timelines, isn't it? That's there's certain crucial moments that sort of like majorly affect the timelines. Mm. The only reason I, I don't like the idea of like the X Men gene, the, the, the X gene just activating now, and now all these mutants are coming into existence, I don't like that because that takes away a lot of the backstory of a lot of characters, like like Magneto. That would mean he wasn't Magneto during the Holocaust, or yeah. um, like Wolverine. Wolverine yeah. wouldn't have been around all this time and stuff like that. So I, it takes away a lot. I do like the idea, though, that, that Martin said, like, of combining these universes. Maybe after Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange kind of manages to bring all the timelines back into one 
like sacred timeline in a sense. And yeah, I was going to ask, it, how it, do these comics? Do you guys know how the comics deal with it? Because the comics have got tons of different timelines, haven't they? They've yeah, got like, so, all the different Earths and everything, haven't they? Yeah, so in the comics, um, mutants already exist. Uh, but So the way it works is that, in the comics, is that everyone already exists in the in one like, universe, but you have different iterations of it. Some will be from the... Um, uh, like the Spider-Man noir store, sort of, uh, mm-hmm. like, which is in the, um, just after World War II. You have um, the Ultimate Universe, which borrows a lot from um, the Earth 616 uh, line of stories, but people mm. uh, people age with time. Um, you have, mm. yeah, there's loads, loads of different universes, and there are loads of crossovers as well, um, whether that's through, um, you know, I guess, Inter into universal, um, you know, stuff like time travel, all that stuff. You, you do get people that move. Like the Zombies Universe is a prime example of that. It's two universes meshed into one. And it's, it's like a loop. Um, so you have that going on. Um, you don't really get you get characters that are introduced into one universe, but then later will go back to their own universes and things like that. Or there'll be people from other universes that sort of stay in the shadows or whatever. Um, so you have that going on as well. Um, you also have multi multiversal um, threats, which the living tribunal comes into comes into play and says, actually, you're now you know destroying everything. So, or you're now bending the fabric of the multiverse. So, um, I will destroy you if I if I judge you to be uh, mm. guilty of this. Uh, which is what I wanted to see in the what if in the last episode of What If the living tribunal coming to do that, but mm. it didn't happen. It's fine. We um, were, were, they, were they in the Loki series? Dude? Isn't that the three guys? Yeah, we saw, we, saw, we, saw, we saw the head of the Living Tribunal, so we yeah. know that Living Tribunal is dead. In that the, one. The, in, in Loki, I think you might be thinking of the Timekeepers, but uh, yeah, we, no. In the and when they actually went to that, I don't know what that, that planet. I can't remember what that planet was called, but where he, where Loki and um, um, oh, what's the other name? Is Seth? Sylvie. Sylvie, yeah. yeah. Where they were sent to, you saw the head of the Living Tribunal there. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, so, right. Uh, it's like this one. big, like, three... He's not three head, he's got one head, but three faces three on that faces one head, head exactly. if that makes sense. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So I think... Nice. Yeah, so I think that um, yeah, all of this go. I think all of this is consolidated. And I think Kang may have, may have something to do with it, because... Mm. When we look at X Men, Fantastic Four. These people have travelled to different dimensions before as well. So I guess for mm. him, it, it keeps everything sane. If you know you remove certain people from certain universes and whatnot, so I think that's what um, that's what happened. And then you know, I mean, everything becomes complicated again. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. I like I like the idea. I like the idea that once Doctor Strange fixes whatever is wrong with the timelines, it it essentially changes the past like we we create a new timeline yeah so at the moment x-men might not have existed in the past like like we said magneto wasn't there in the holocaust Mm -hmm. but once doctor strange finishes the timeline the timeline is altered the the history is affected and maybe mutants have always been there now yeah yeah that would be cool yeah there's a theory i think that we may see um at the um Professor X in Multiverse of Madness in one of the in one of the no. um, no. like like a like a cameo appearance or something or maybe mm, in the future yeah. Wonder Wonder movie where we'll see him there. Um, yeah, I heard that as well. 
Yeah, but once we see him, we know that okay, mutants are, are now. This is when mutants are now being introduced into the mm. into the MCU. Um, so yeah, oh, I'm so well, excited for all this. Speaking of mutants, just to just to bring it back to the Venom um, movie, yeah. they actually introduced mutants or the concept of mutants in this movie. Yeah. So okay. technically, the first mutant in the MCU was in a Sony movie. <laughs> but, yeah. um, how, how did they do that? Car- so uh, Carnage, Carnage's sh- partner, she is um, a villain called Shriek, Shriek in the comics, and she's a mutant. I think oh, she... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And she even lost, in this movie... Yeah. Yeah, she she got like scream like she screams and has like sound I, waves. I thought she was actually gonna say that she had like the X gene when she was like, "Oh, they've said the mutation's gone too far and I need to be moved." Yeah, I thought it was actually. Exactly. Like, I, I was waiting for. I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." <laughs> they haven't they haven't quite referenced the X gene yet, but mm. just the use of the word mutant is a big step in that direction yeah. because. They were while Fox still own X Men, they weren't allowed to say the word mutant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so the fact that she said, Yeah, my mutation is growing or whatever, oh, shit. is a big step, That's... is a big step in the right direction. That is so exciting, yeah. And I like, I like, see, okay, I didn't like this movie. I'll go through some of the stuff in a set. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be quick, hey, don't worry, I've just got a few more things to say, but I did like some aspects of the movie. The design of, of Venom and Carnage, I think, looks great. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like the, the design of them is um, is amazing. I can't I can't fault them. Especially Carnage. Carnage looks really good. Um, the relationship between Carnage and, and Shriek, I thought was good, straight from the comic. Um I, I even thought it was clever how they actually no. Because they didn't do it enough. They hinted at it, but then they didn't end up really doing anything with it. But the fact that her power is, like, sound yeah. and Venom's weakness is sound, like, I think they could have done a lot with that, but they didn't do enough, in my opinion. Well, yeah, um, that's because Card- 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 was like, if she does that again, I'm going to eat her head. Yeah. And she did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he killed her. And, 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 and yeah, that, yeah, that's true. But then, but still, like, I don't know. I, I thought maybe, I don't know. I thought they could have done something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, I, like I said, I like, I like the design of Carnage. I like his relationship with Shriek. At one point, um, Carnage comes to break her out of her prison or wherever she's in. And he, he like shows her these new powers he has. And obviously, like, Carnage has all these like tentacles that come out yeah. of him and stuff. So he did the tentacle thing and she was like, oh, that's hot. And I was like, rah, like, yeah. someone's a big fan of hentai. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, my been watching, God. Someone's been watching tentacle porn, bro. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> that's hot. That just made me laugh. Um, there, okay, this was one of the aspects of it I didn't really like, but they made Venom gay. Mm. Venom's just gay. Like, there's no, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Like, there was too many... Too many things in this movie. So Venom and Eddie break up. They have an actual breakup in this movie. <laughs> they argue. They 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 split up. Venom goes his way and Eddie does his own thing. Um How does Venom go his own way? Because he's a symbiote, so he needs to have Yeah, so he still goes like, like with the people, but they're not um, compatible, so he keeps they keep dying. Yeah. But oh, yeah, my thing, yeah. That, they have to be compatible, don't they? That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so here's my thing, though. All right. So, when Venom leaves Eddie yeah, and he's jumping from body to body, yeah, they die after a while, mm-hmm. which is consistent with the first movie. Yeah. But Venom keeps his look, his size, and his personality no matter who he jumps on, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, an old lady, whatever. He stays Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in the first movie. When Venom went on to Eddie's girlfriend, he became female Venom. He became Lady Venom. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he even he even kissed Eddie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, but this movie would imply that even when Venom took over her body, he was still his own. He, he was still Venom. So that means Venom kissed Eddie. Venom decided to do that. He's mm. gay. He's gay, bro. He just <laughs> he ki- he kissed Eddie in the first one. Yeah, he, he actually took over his girlfriend's body just so he could kiss him. In this one, they have a breakup. Then they get back together. Actually, while they're on a break, Venom, like I said, he's jumping from body to body. You know, he's seeing other people. Um, he goes to a party. Yeah. And and out of the Eddie Brock It's closet. like a costume party. And he comes out the closet, bro. He comes out the closet. He's up on the stage. He gets on the stage and they give him the mics for some reason. And he gives a speech about how... He's tired of not being able to be who he is and he's always being held back and not anymore. He's going to be true to himself in it. And he gave like a gay pride speech in the middle of this, <laughs> and he, and he in said, the middle I'm, of this party. And he said, I'm out of the Eddie Brock closet and all the closets. Yeah, he literally said, I'm, out, out, of just, I'm out of the Eddie Brock closet. Huh? When he, when he was um, with, uh, what's her name? She was, she's like, what she said, like, kiss, kiss him. So... I don't know. They're gay, bruv. At the end of the film, Venom tells Eddie that he loves him. That literally happens. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go on, they have their honeymoon. They go to the Bahamas together. Like, they're gay. This is a romantic comedy between, this is a rom-com. Like, it hits all the same elements. They they have the breakup. They, they, do you know what I mean? There's a miscommunication. They get back together. It's a rom-com. Mm. That's nice. But that, is, that actually, that that actually works because they're like a symbiotic. It's a sim, you know, like they are. They're <coughs> they're closer than they would than anybody would ever be, aren't they? They're, That's true. They're living in the same body, Venom, they're sharing the Venom, same minds. Yep, Venom is literally inside him. So. That's pretty gay, if you ask me. Um, all right. No, one thing I liked about the film, though, Ace, I love that the prison break scene when Carnage breaks out of prison. Mm-hmm. That scene was that scene was good. The only thing that was wrong with that scene was all the prisoners cheering for him, because realistically, if you're in prison and then all of a sudden this alien starts running around destroying everything, it doesn't matter if you manage to notice he's only attacking guards. Yeah. Mm whatever you'd still be shitting yourself there's a fucking alien wrecking the place and you're locked in this building like you did, can't did they know that he was um uh, venom yeah, they'd seen him before or no this was like, their first time seeing him first time seeing him 
He's you know, think the place. If they'd made friends with him and they'd seen him in the in in the prison before and been like, you know, like, oh yeah, that's Venom. Yeah, I know he's he's my soulmate, yeah. and we we press weights together, <laughs> and play games together. Then fair enough. But you're right. If it was brand new, they'd be they'd be crapping themselves, wouldn't they? They'd be shitting themselves. And but they're all cheering. They're like, yeah, you go, man. And I'm like, nah, that wouldn't be me. I'd be the guy running, hiding somewhere. Like I wouldn't be involved. Um. Yeah, that's, the, so, that's that's a bit of artistic license from the from the studio yeah. there, where they're like, we yeah. just want to make it appear like you know like he's supported by the the rest of the yeah the prison. I, I, I get it, I get it. It's suspension of disbelief. Do you know what I mean? It's it's fine. Uh, one thing I can't suspend my disbelief for though is <laughs> there's there's one character yeah, and he he is Eddie's Eddie's girlfriend. They're not together in this one. She's actually with a new guy. Yeah, and Venom, Venom hates him. Venom is like some proper, like, sulky little bitch about this guy. Um, but anyway, he finds out that <clears throat> the symbiotes are weak against sound and fire. Yeah? yeah. So in the final battle, in the climax of the movie, which in my opinion was a bit weak, the, the whole final battle was a bit weak. Yeah, it wasn't the best, but yeah. I think but it, there it was, was good enough. There was moments in it that I liked. Yeah. Yeah, there was moments, but in, in all in all, it was weak. Mm. And there was one moment during this finale yeah, where Carnage is there, he's doing something, he's about to hurt someone or do something. And then all of a sudden, fire starts dropping on him from above. And then it looks up and you see Dan. this guy, this Dan. any guy, Dan. Is, is, pouring vasil- is pouring gasoline. He's like on a bridge or something. He's Not pouring gasoline. Vasil- not Vaseline, no. Gasoline. <laughs> I think that might have been quite exciting. <laughs> no, yeah, well, speaking of Venom being gay, bruv, boss out the Vaseline, bruv. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he, he pour, he's pouring gasoline down yeah, and then lighting it on fire with a blowtorch. And he's like, yeah, symbiotes are weak against fire. I'm like, bruv, so are humans, yeah? And fire travels up. Like, if you're standing there pouring gasoline down and lighting <laughs> it on fire, the fire is going to travel back up into the canister and, and explode. explode. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the physics of that <laughs> didn't make any sense. Yeah. I was thinking that as well when I was watching that scene. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to kill yourself. I actually thought it was going to happen. I thought they're going to make this, they're going to play this off as if it's funny and just have him explode and die. And that's why Eddie gets to have his girl back. But they didn't, they didn't do it. They just, yeah. They're just like, no, nah, fuck physics. You know? I thought they were going to create more symbiotes to fight, um, to fight Carnage. Uh, and that brings me to the, te- to the question of what's going on with the cop? Why does he have blue eyes at the end? Has he now got a symbiote himself? The cop that has blue eyes at the end? Yeah, the one that um, Shriek was trying to kill. At the end, his eyes light up blue and he says monsters. So who? Yeah. I don't know what that was about. What was that? Is he now the blue symbiote? Because I'm pretty sure there was a blue one, no? There was yeah. in the first one. Maybe. So maybe I'm, he's a symbiote. Yeah, I was thinking maybe he's now the blue uh, symbiote. Yeah, I can't really remember. I can't really remember what they did with that, to be honest. Mm. All right, here's what I want to talk about though, quickly. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned the end credit scene. This is the last thing I'm going to say about mm-hmm. it. Now, Eddie Brock and Venom, they're in the MCU now. They're going to be in um, uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I think they've actually been added to the cast list on IMDb. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's essentially confirmed that they'll be in it. Now, my question is, do you think Venom is that mis- is the mystery sixth member of the Sinister Six? Because remember, we have Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro. We're assuming Sandman and Lizard. Mm-hmm. That's five. So everyone was wondering who the sixth member is going to be. Do we think it's going to be Venom? I or, think so. Or do we think Venom is going to be one of the Spider-Men? Is he going to be on that team? I I, I, I think that initially he will attack uh, Spider-Man because of the way he licked him. Oh, uh, yeah. He's so gay, man. <laughs> he, he, saw Peter Parker on, he saw Peter Parker on the screen. He licked the screen and he's like, oh, this guy. I was like, bruv. Like your man's right there. Eddie Brock is sitting right there with you. you I just thought I just thought he just felt like, like that guy looks tasty and also the fact that in that scene I'm pretty sure they paid him as a villain. And obviously he wants to be the lethal protector Spider Man. Spider Man. That's true, yeah. They did paint out because of the whole Mysterio thing, yeah. Spider Man's being painted out as a villain. So and yeah, you're right. I and think Venom was, wants to be Venom, a hero. Venom wants to be a hero, so I think Venom wants to eat him. But, and be a hero. Yeah, that's true. So and think- also, Eddie just promised in in the in a climax because Carnage is a red symbiote. Venom was scared of him, which was dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, although they did, they did. Fashion although Carnage, symbiote. Carnage did call Venom father, father. Yeah, and I did like that because he is an offspring of Venom in the comics. So that mm-hmm. was quite. A, yeah. That was a nice callback to it. But in that climax, Venom doesn't want to fight Carnage because he's red. So that indicates maybe the red ones are worse. Mm. So Eddie says to him, Eddie promises Venom, if you help me now and just defeat this symbiote, you can eat anyone you want from now on. Yeah. Because they have a deal where Venom can only eat criminals or only eat bad guys. Yeah. Which, which, (laughs) I don't want to spoil too much, but that's, that's kind of the conclusion of Carnage's story (laughs) is... Venom yeah. eats him, <laughs> and yeah. and then eats and then eats um, Cletus Cassidy as well. So they've been eaten, so they're done for. But um, Eddie's promised him now, Venom. You can eat anyone. You can eat whoever you want. Mm-hmm. So now that he's in the MCU, and like you said, he sees Peter Parker. And he wants to eat him. He wants to eat his head. Do we think that is going to be the angle that they? go at it to, to incorporate him into the Sinister Six see I don't know how long this fucking movie is going to be because I like I would like initially that to be the case but then again I would like him to be part of the Spider-Man that in the Spider-Verse mm. this Venom clearly I, wants to be good yeah I don't know it's weird man this movie's got so much because there are a lot of members of the Sinister Six as we've said that mm. could defect from them and become good like Sandman mm. had a redemption arc in his movie um, Doc Ock had a redemption arc. He seems to be a villain again, but maybe he he could turn good again or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Venom. Venom wants to be a hero. He wants to be the lethal protector, but he also wants to eat people's heads. Yeah. So that is obviously the um, uh, the, 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 the thing. Blue eyes thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it, apparently it's a, a character called Toxin. Who's, Have you guys heard of that? Who's the character called oh, Toxin? Toxin. I've, I've, heard, I've heard of Toxin. Who? Is he I've a symbiote of... as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think Toxin is a bit of an infant symbiote where the relationship with him and um and the guy you're talking about is um, as well pretty much of like adult and child where 
Um, I think for every two hours or something like that, this guy allows Toxin to do whatever the hell he wants. And Toxin's like still learning about the world and things like that. So Toxin does things like maybe he'll go steal something or whatever based on the conversation that he had with um, with the guy, and that's his interpretation of of um, of what he meant or whatever lesson it was. Um, and then the guy sort of re we like take the chore of Topton again and actually tells him that listen, you can't do this. This is what I meant. Blah 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 blah. That kind of thing. Um, oh, it's that's very, interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting, yeah, relationship because it also highlights the relationship between symbiotes and their hosts. Um, not every symbiote is out to do badness. It's just that because they're learning about the environment as well. And this thing with, with you know symbiotes attaching themselves to a host, learning everything they can from the host, and then moving on or whatever. It's it's still full of that theme. There's there's an article that talks about the the fact that every symbiote symbiote's sort of like child is always more powerful than yep. the parent. Yeah. So if like that, that's why Carnage was more powerful than than Venom. I, I also I took it in, 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 in this one that the reason another reason why Carnage was more powerful than Venom was because Carnage was eating people's heads and that was giving him like a power up. Oh really? Which maybe oh, yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. Venom was having like Venom was having like withdrawal symptoms, like yeah. a crackhead, because he couldn't eat people's uh, heads. And yeah. the only alternative is is chocolate, chocolate, yeah, or, or chocolate or chicken. Did, did, chicken did they ever yeah. explain like why why it was what it was in people's heads that like um that that, that yeah kind it of regenerated like because it, it was a word like for flame flamium or something like that that he needed to eat, and it was only there's a what sorry. It was it was like a chemical that began with a P that was only in the right. brains of humans in chocolate and I think in chicken heads. Okay. <laughs> chicken heads, there you go. Just tons of chicken heads. Yeah, basically. <laughs> How many chicken heads do you have to eat to equal one human head? A lot, because the chickens have smaller <laughs> brains according to Venom. Uh, okay. Because then you wonder, like, what on their planet well wherever they originated from mm. was this like a just a, a normal like you know chemical that was available everywhere and it's just it's just like um convenient that it only happens to be in humans heads mm. and brains on, on on our planet yeah. i don't know <laughs> mm. yeah, cool. but yeah the, the the toxin thing is um i i think is a, is is that blatantly going to be a setup for the, for the next movie or yeah. the, the next going to like standalone um venom mm. movie in it yeah mm. so right. you would assume then that he'd end up back in his universe yes. he's not going to stay in the mcu either that or oh. like martin said they combine the universes so yeah now they're all in one universe I don't know. I like the idea of him being a villain at first and then joining the Spider-Man team because it would it would pad out the team. So you wouldn't just have the three Spider-Men. It would be like more like Into the Spider-Verse where you'd have more variations on this like Spider-Man kind of persona. Yeah, and yeah. Venom Venom could take the like the spot of the Spider-Man of his universe in a sense. Mm. And I think it would be a funny scene because there have been like audio clips leaked of um, of the Spider-Man movie No Way Home, of like, or there's been like footage of Andrew Garfield leaked, and um, people have like done lip reading on what he's saying, and he's it seems like he's talking to um, to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, 
but then there was also audio clips of Toby Maguire uh, of lines of him saying stuff like I oh, the uh, Octavius in my on my world died and then he mm. says something like oh both of you have web shooters obviously indicating that he's got organic webs yeah and the other two Spider-Man have the web shooters now mm, I yeah. think it, I think it would be a funny scene in this if Venom because Venom obviously in the comics and the cartoon adapts he 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 takes the web swinging mechanics with him onto Eddie Brock so Eddie Brock can web swing as well mm-hmm. so if Venom in this sees them web swinging and then incorporates that and he starts web swinging, I think it would be a funny like little scene or little dialogue if Toby, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man points out that he's not the only one with organic web shooters anymore. Mm. And then like the response is just like, like Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield kind of just looking at Venom, just looking at this creature like, yeah, great. Like, <laughs> You're the same as him. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you've got web shooters, you know what organic web shooters like him. What I've just thought about is um, that they, this is how they're going to have um, the Venom thing part, like the Spider-Man Venom. Um, yeah, because and he's he could be used as like some like like a power up for all of the Spider-Men. Like for so he could jump out of Freddy, like um, out of um, Eddie. Uh, That's true. Eddie. Yeah. And then go and like merge with with each of the Spider Men to kind of give him a, a power boost, and at the same yeah. time he's learning their own like styles and and fighting styles and their own. And again, that might be how he then acquires the web, like the organic web shooters, because he by merging with Andrew Garfield, he he's wow. he, he's actually learning that like he's he's. But like rather than just looking at him, going, "Oh, that's a cool idea," he'd, he'd actually uh, like understand it, like on a on a like um, on a f- physical level, level. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a physical. That's level, a good yeah. point. Yeah, and that, that could also this could also be how we finally get the actual like the white spider logo on Venom's chest, because like again, if if he like jumps onto a Spider Man for a period of time yeah. before going back to Eddie, maybe he takes the Spider Man symbol with him, or when he joins the Spider-Man team, he like, he, he, do you know what I mean? Like he puts that on his chest as well to show that like I'm one of you guys or something. Do you know what I mean? So could explain how we end up getting uh, quite a lot of um, stuff of Venom throughout this, this, this meeting. Yeah. I, I quite like that idea, you know, mm. quite, I'm, and that, I'm quite buying into that idea. Yeah. That, that's quite cool. I like that as well. Man. That's, that was a good shout. And I like, I like how um, we're getting all these variants of different characters meeting each other who have had past experience with with them, but just not that version. So like Andrew um Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, um his Green Goblin killed Gwen Stacy. So mm-hmm. when he comes face to face with Green Goblin in this, he's gonna have that like chip on his shoulder about it. Do you know oh what I mean? yeah. Or like when if Toby Maguire's Spider-Man was to meet this version of Venom Obviously, Toby Maguire's got a history with the black suit and the history with Venom, so he's not going to trust him entirely at first. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or just like loads of stuff like that. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how they interact and do you know what I mean? If they bring up all these these histories and stuff, it's, it's so much going on in this movie, man. There's so much going on. But anyway, yeah. For, so for me, my rating, I, w- I would only give this movie a, a quarter chicken. 
No, oh, man, um, that's proper low. It was somehow worse than the first one, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I don't think it was as good as the first one, but I still quite enjoyed mm. it. But, um, mm. yeah. So it's cool. All right, I'm going to very briefly talk about Ron's Gone Wrong, and then we'll move on to T's Week, and then we'll call it a, a morning. All right, cool. Um, we're back, so I will just quickly go over Ron's Gone Wrong. Um, this is a Fox Studio pro- project. I'm assuming this was like got moved around or shifted around after the Disney merger. Um, mm. I quite like this. Um, it was better than expected. Um, it's uh, written and directed by Peter Bayman and Smith. Uh, the film stars Zach Galifianakis, Jack Dylan Grazer, Olivia Colman, Ed Hearns, Justice Smith, Rob, Rob Delaney, uh, Kylie Cantrell, Ricardo Hurtado, Marcus Scribner and Thomas Barbuska. Um, it's the first one from Locksmith Animation and was distributed by 20th Century Studios, serving as the company's first animated film to release since the closure of Blue Sky Studios. Um, yeah, I think, again, this film has gets a little bit of a boost having that Disney connection. Um, think of these as like Wally-esque iPhone robots um and you can like change their skins to look at different things so like some of them had like uh clone trooper skins one of them had like a a darth vader skin um another one had um a captain marvel skin which is again you know they probably wouldn't have the rights to those um properties if they weren't Mm. now under the disney banner um Mm. basically the story everyone's got like this this um what the fuck was it called like a b-bot Everyone's got one except for this kid um, who doesn't have one because, like, in a sense, his family's poor. Uh, and then basically not having a B-Bot kind of makes you, like, a social outcast because, like, you know, mm. every kid's got one. Uh, and obviously mm. he doesn't, so he's getting a little bit bullied. Um, then his parents try to get him one, but the shop's closed. And also these things cost a ridiculous amount of money. So in the end, he basically gets one that's, like, off the back of a truck. You know, you know, there's ones there, like, uh, <laughs> I can get you one, but like, yeah, so he gets whipped off the back of the truck, obviously, cause it's like been dropped from the back of the truck here, yeah, it's a little bit damaged, isn't it? So it's not got the same kind of, um, code as the rest of them. So this B-Bot has to actually like learn how to be, be a friend to, um, to the character. Um, and again, it's like, there's a lot of jokes in there, like, and some of them actually did maybe quite chuckle in it. So I would definitely give this like a half chicken. Um, it's, it's, it's borderline free piece in it, but like, I'll give it a half chicken. Um, yeah, it, 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 I think the ending, I didn't really love the ending in it. Like, the ending was a bit, a little bit stupid because they just made all the other B-bots like run in it and, I think all the other B-Bots were fine for the most part as they were. They didn't all need to become like Ron. Like, he could have just kept his one like Ron and that would have been fine. Um, mm. But yeah, no, obviously it's half term so there's, they're dropping quite a budget few uh, kids' movies and um, yeah, if you are someone with young kids, you know, this is is definitely worth checking out. Uh, I'll probably be watching Adam's Family 2 um, at some point in the week. Um, as well as Halloween Kills and other stuff like that. But 
Mm. Yeah, other than that, for now, I'm done. I will try and get the Green Knight and the Last Jewel and all that. Hopefully, watch for next week. Um, so we'll cover that next week. All right, T, what else? What have we missed? And then you're going to give us the DLs of the DC fandom. Mm. Yeah, so um, we've covered a lot of the stuff that I've seen. Um, I just wanted to just briefly... Uh, put my little two cents in about Star Wars Visions because uh, we hadn't reviewed it last couple of weeks because I, I was waiting for Martin to come on because I know like Martin's the Star Wars guy. Like Whenever I need to know anything about Star Wars, I talk to Martin. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to, to wait for him to be on to review it first. Uh, but that. since he's done that, I just want to put in my, my, little, my little two yeah. pence. Um, I really liked it. I think the show gets a whole chicken in... in, in like in it, um, all the episodes individually some were better than others um, but in general I really liked it I liked how every episode had like a slightly like different art style like the first one was like black and white kind of animation some of them were kind of like is it chibi chibi animation yeah, chibi, no, like, where they look kind of child ch- childish mm-hmm. um, there were some more traditional uh, anime style like I think one of the episodes even reminded me of like Naruto's um, style um, but no I really liked it um, I loved all the ideas uh, with the lightsabers so they had like all these different versions of lightsabers like in the first one she had like that umbrella kind of yeah. extension that she puts on her lightsaber and it mm-hmm. turns it into like I thought that was a really clever idea Um you had, I think it was in episode three, the twins, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the sister had like, when she powered up, she had like these lightsaber whips that were really yeah. cool. Um, and the boy had like, um, and again, because they were both like, uh, born from the dark side, but the boy is starting to go to the, to the light, to the good side. Um, his lightsaber starts off red but then fades to blue as it, as it, and then at the tip it's blue. I thought that was a really cool, like visual kind of thing that they haven't done that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, there was like a lot of them because obviously it's anime style. They were like katanas or like, like more traditional, like ancient Japanese, like weaponry and stuff like that. So it was cool to kind of see lightsabers, but with like a slight curve on them. Do you know what I mean? Like a katana, some of them had like hilts as well with like, and, and they were like glowing as well. So that was quite cool. And they would even rather than just close the lightsaber, they would like put it into like, what's it called? A sheath? A sheath, yeah. yeah. They would like, they would, they would like sheath away. So I thought that was all pretty cool. Um, I liked the episode, I think it was episode five, the ninth Jedi, where um, they put out like a beacon to all the Jedi, mm-hmm. the surviving Jedi to come. But then it turns out that they were all Sith. Um, yeah, and the way it reveals that that was really cool that that reveal because they the guy was trying to like replicate lightsabers like like make lightsabers again and these lightsabers it the color because i'm pretty sure the color of a lightsaber depends on the color of the kyber crystal right like if um, you have a red it, yeah so it depends on the kyber crystal as well as as well as the what um force user it uses it so uh jedi often poured um, the force into the crystal which gave it specific color um, okay all right yeah, yeah that makes sense because yeah that's that's essentially what happens in this episode oh, is that, 
the yeah. wielder, whoever's wielding it, once they ignite it, and you, that's when you see the color, and that reveals their their like connection to the force. So the main the main character of this, the, the young uh, the young girl, her connection to the force wasn't strong, so her lightsaber was colorless. And I thought that was pretty that was pretty interesting. Yeah, so because she didn't have a connection to force, her lightsaber was colorless. That was pretty cool. And then um even actually to, to the other episode with the twins, when he did his power up and his lightsaber went like giant and was like rainbow colored and then like he he like cut through the destroyer while he was riding the X Wing. All of that I thought was really cool. So there was a lot yeah. of there's a lot of really cool ideas and new things that they did with, with the lightsaber technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the, um, the, uh, the soundtrack was good. I feel like sometimes there was like elements of, of the soundtrack from the movies. So like in the first episode, uh, which was called the jewel between the, 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 the fight between that man and that woman. And I thought it was cool as well, actually in this show that, like there were Sith that were good. So like in the first one, episode one, the guy t- turned out to be a Sith as well. He had a red lightsaber, but he was yeah, a good guy. He was so, so with um in Star Wars lore, there are people who are great. <laughs> yeah. There are people who are great. So um you can have someone who is a grey, but then their lightsaber will be red or green or whatever whatever they mm. need to be. Um yeah, so I think that's who he is because initially she asked, "Are you a Are you a Jedi?" And he said, "No," because clearly he's yeah. not. A Jedi. So yeah, you have, that, you have the Greys who, I mean, if in all Star Wars, they're probably the people I I agree with the most in how the Force works. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree as well. They're all about like balance and using emotion and, and exactly. Bit, yeah, I, I, which I, I is like yeah, which is what the original Jedi. Um, which is spelled with an extra I, possibly I at the end. Um, oh, yeah. They're the ones who were originally um, in balance with the Force. Um, one of the, I, again, I know I've said this in, um, in the Mandalorian episode, but the planet that they were on, I think, was um, um, Titan um, uh, or something like that. Um, mm. Or Titan. Anyway, um, with the Grogu being on that planet was significant because that was the initial planet that the Jedi were on and um, what happened was okay. that the weather, the weather changed depending on the balance of the force so if it was sunny and blah blah then you know there was balance if it was, if it was storms and things like that then it was, the, those, it was unbalanced and the people who were unbalanced would then be sent off to another planet for them to train regain the balance regain the focus regain the balance and then come back to the planet that's initially what it was um, before you had people sort of diverging and you know being strong dark side strong light side users mm. yeah yeah that's interesting I, I like that whole idea because again I I know they they tackle that stuff in like the extended lore and canon and stuff mm-hmm. but in the movies I don't think they they get into it enough they they're yeah. kind of like set in their ways in the movies yeah exactly which is why I think there's a the if, if, that's why if when you watch um you know the extended the, the other series like um, um, the Mandalorian, um, mm. um, Clone Wars, both the animated, both the three D animated one, and the two D animated one. You get a lot. You get a lot more insight into actually the Star, the Star Wars universe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. I mean, I'm not going to get into it because I know you you, you covered it mm. very well last episode. But yeah, I, I really liked it. It gets a whole chicken from me. Um, 
And yeah, like I was just saying about the soundtrack. I feel like in the first episode, they, when they were fighting, it almost had like a jewel of the fates kind of. There was like a yeah. little bit that reminded me of that. And in um, I think it was episode four, the village bride. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of times when the music seemed like it was um, like reminiscent of like Leia's theme, or or um, Anakin and Padme's theme across the stars, like that kind of love kind of music. So I thought I thought it was very cool how they integrated the the soundtrack as well. It it, it was a very good um, experiment. Like I love. I, I think obviously Star Wars was based off of. Um, like old Japanese story anyway, was it um Journey to the Journey to the East or something like that? Or Journey to the West? Journey to the West is is Chinese as about the monkey monkey king uh um, monkey king and his travel. So I don't think it's that one, but Star Wars is heavily Maybe it wasn't that Star Wars is heavily influenced by Japanese uh, culture, martial arts. Culture. So yeah. samurai for example are the are the Jedi and their code and the stoicism, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and even the even the fighting styles. You know, uh, in Japan, there are a lot of schools with various fighting styles. Um, well, mm. sword swordsmanship styles. In that same regard, so are the Jedi's um, sort of fighting styles. Um, yeah. So it was cool to see. Of, yeah, the whole field of balance and stuff like that comes from. Um, I think it's Taoism. I may be wrong on that one, but I think it's Taoism. Mm. Um, or the whole yin yang balance. The yin and yang. That's yeah, that's where all that comes in. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. And uh, yeah, I think the Star Wars story kind of lends itself well to that anime style. Um, there was one episode where it had like a master and an apprentice. And oh, they was, was like, cool. that was a really good one. Um, and they was, was giving me some hard like um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan vibes. I said the exact same thing. Did you say that as well? Yeah. 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 See, yeah. I, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, and even there was one episode, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like, it's about this robot. It kind of looked like Mega Man or like um, Astro, oh, Boy. Astro Boy. Astro Boy. Yeah. yeah. Astro Boy. And um, the robot was called T-O-B-1. Yeah. And I thought, obviously, that's like a reference to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was also a reference to Tobio, who is, who, um, that's the name of Astro Boy, Tobio. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to, to talk about it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, Injustice, um, the animated movie. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's an animated movie based off a comic, which was based off a game, which was based off of comics. So that's where we are now. We're just going down the line of mm-hmm. different forms of media. Is, but it not. Any, is it any good? Is it, it what? Is it any good? I was going to watch this one. I just didn't get a chance to run. I think it's going to be sick. I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's going to be sick. Yeah. All right. This, this is what I'll say, yeah? If if you haven't read the Injustice comic, mm-hmm. you might you, you might enjoy it. Uh-huh. You, you probably will enjoy it. If you've read the comic, you are going to be utterly disappointed. Uh-huh. Because there is so much that they change and they don't do mm. now i've i've only read the first um injustice comic when it when it first came out i read that it's about the first year of um of the story basically once obviously everyone knows joker gets tricked superman into 
kill, killing Lois Lane and, and their unborn child. Mm-hmm. And then Superman goes nuts. And so in the comic, there's actually five. There's year one, year two, year three, year four, and year five. I've only read year one. I didn't realize they made more. Um, and so this movie, uh, from what I know of the, of the first comic that I read, it, it starts off, it follows it fairly accurately. Um, you see like, you see what the Joker does. You see Batman trying to call like the Justice League to, to kind of help because he knows Superman's about to go nuts. Um, and, um, like even like Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen gets killed quicker in this than he does in BVS. Like, and I didn't think that was possible, but he gets taken out quick. Again, that's from the comics. Um, and so it follows it pretty, pretty well until it gets to a moment. Now it's interesting because the, the injustice game was made by the same game developers that make the Mortal Kombat games. And now this movie is made by the same like company that are making those Mortal Kombat movies that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. So the animation style is quite similar and the, the gore and the violence is, is on Mortal Kombat level, basically. Okay. Um, so when, when we see Superman lose it, like he loses it, like, like fucking like Omni-Man or like, um, what's that guy from the boys? Do you know what I mean? Like Superman um, goes fully like one of them. What was the guy's name from the boys? Uh, Homelander. Uh, oh. He goes full Homelander in this. Anyway, now what, what bothers me though is when they start making changes. And I don't know why they did it because in my opinion, that comic, the Injustice comic is amazing. It's really good. Mm. It's a whole chicken. It's like DC Civil War. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I know yeah. they had like Crisis on Infinite Earths and they've, they've had their other versions of their Civil War. But to me, this is the best, their best version of like a Civil War style story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I yeah, want to give you the heads up. I'm not going to spoil anything. Some, a lot of characters die in this. And again, because it's like an Elseworld story, it's an alternate reality, they can afford to kill off some some big players, like some major characters die in this. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And like I said, this, it follows the story of the comics fairly accurately until it gets to one point so, and I, I a, character, a, a character dies. Batman huh? dies. So that means Batman dies. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, that, that means, I'm not gonna say who. Yeah, yeah. I, no, that means it's not. Batman, that means, I'm not gonna say who. It, I'm not gonna say who it is. Yeah, yeah. But I will say it's not Batman. Okay. Like Batman, Batman is like the Iron Man or the. Do you know what I mean? Like you've okay. got uh, Superman and Batman. They are the Cap and the Iron Man of, of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not Batman, but someone dies. Someone on that level dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the comics, that character has a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this. They kill him off, and then not only does he not get to do the stuff that he would have done in the comics, but they start giving his scenes to other characters. Mm. Oh, and I, see, it's I like, see what you mean by if you read the comics, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, and it, it's, it's, it's just it, weird because it's still good. It's still good. Don't get it wrong. It's still it's still worth watching, mm. but the comics is so much better. So I would advise anyone if you watch the Injustice movie and you like it read the comics because you will love them they are so much better um but no there's some like i said they they take 
certain storylines and give it to other characters. They like Harley Quinn's in it, and they mm. beef up her role in the movie yeah. in, in this animated movie a lot more than it is in the comics. Again, they give someone else's role to her in this movie because obviously Harley Quinn's so popular, mm-hmm. they wanted her in the movie more. Yeah. So just like there's a lot of changes like that. There's also a lot of stuff that they miss because obviously this is like I think it's like an 80 minute movie, so it's, it's it's just over an hour, like an hour and 20 minutes maybe. An hour 20, yeah. Yeah, and the the first, just the, just year one, the issue I've read has 36 issues. Mm. And so there are five, do you know what I mean? There are four more years to cover. So I don't know how many more issues there are. But um, I've heard people that have read the entire of the Injustice comic have said that they try to fit too much into this one movie. They try to put all of it into this one film. So I'm guessing things that start to happen towards the end of the film, which don't happen in the comic that I've read, probably ha- maybe happen in, in um, the sequel comics or the f- other comics down the line. Mm. But they, they miss out a lot. Like, they miss out a lot of good stuff. Like, there's a whole subplot in the comics with Aquaman because, obviously, Superman orders a ceasefire on the world. He said there's the, the, the ceasefire on the world. Anyone trying to war a nation or anyone doing anything, I'm c- coming for you. I've had enough. Not having it no more. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so Aquaman basically says, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm the ruler of the sea, though. Like, you're not going to tell me what I'm doing, is it? Yeah. And basically, there are people that are, like, whaling, like, hunting whales. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman comes to the surface to defend the whales and, like, starts fighting the people. And so the Justice League come and they're like, no, we don't allow violence anymore. And Aquaman's like, yeah, but fuck you. Like, I'm a king. I'm the king of the ocean. Mm-hmm. You think, you think... <laughs> you think that my civilization is part of your world? No, no, yeah. no. The ocean is most of the earth. You live in my world is basically what he says. <laughs> and so there's a whole, there's like a whole subplot with that that isn't in the movie. There's another mm-hmm. one with Black Adam for similar mm-hmm. reasons. Like in, he's like the ruler of, is it Kandak or whatever it's called? Yeah. And so he's like, you can't tell me there's a ceasefire. Like, no, like I'll do what I want. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Even like Darkseid gets involved because um, because Superman has ordered a ceasefire. He's like, oh, Earth is weak right now. Like Earth is in a, he's trying to do this whole peaceful thing. So they're weak. So now is our time to attack. Like there's so much stuff that happens in it that they don't do in the movie. So it just makes the movie seem a lot less uh, epic or a lot smaller in scale than, than the comic is. Uh, so that was slightly disappointing. But what they do do, they do well. Um, they kind of, like I said, they, they give stuff to other characters. They change stuff off. But but Wonder Woman is ruthless in this movie. In the comic, she's not as, like, like in, 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 the, in the movie, when Superman turns, like, evil, essentially, Wonder Woman's down. She's like, yes, finally. Like, I've been waiting for you to just say, fuck it. Like, because she's a warrior, isn't it? She's a warrior. So she's, she doesn't mind killing people. But Batman's like, no, we can't kill anyone. So when Superman's like, fuck it, let's just kill anyone that fucks with us. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's like, yes, finally. Thank you. And then, like, she's on it from the start. Like, they're up there flying around, blowing up airplanes and taking out shit. Like, she's down from the start. Whereas in the comics, it's more gradual. Like, 
she she initially like back Superman because it's Superman. She's like, look, this is Superman we're talking about. Like mm. he's the he's the perfect guy. Like he, he never does anything wrong. Like let's just trust him. Let's just trust that he knows what he's doing. But then slowly she starts to realize actually he's just kind of just losing it. Like do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's a lot more like the character development and the interactions are better done in the comics. Um, but but saying that. There was two moments in this movie that I actually like teared up a little bit, and like oh. felt myself like if I if I was a if I was a lesser man, I, I may have actually like <laughs> I may have actually shed a tear and and did this crying thing. But no, it it, it was um it was there's one moment ah, oh, this is kind of all right, I'm not going to say who, but another character dies, and mm-hmm. they do die in the comics. So this is actually taken from the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they die is kind of changed up a bit in the comic it's more of an accident in this it is an accident but it's less of an accident than it is in a comic if that makes sense mm-hmm. basically basically someone f- like throws a weapon at someone else and in the comic the weapon hits them in the head and then they fall down and then they like their neck hits like a big rock like a piece of debris on the floor yes. and that snaps their neck and they die mm-hmm. in the movie there's no rock. There's no neck snap. It's just, just the action of throwing that weapon at his head is what kills him. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is still an accident, but it's not as much of an accident. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. So when that when um that person dies, without yeah. spoiling anything, when that person dies, mm-hmm. another character who who has big connection with this character, the one that just died, cries like actually cries Mm -hmm. and is getting comforted by someone else. And that moment, I actually felt that because like, hard to explain without telling you just who it was, but I felt, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because he's a little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the thing. He's not a bitch. I don't think I've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen this person cry. So to see them cry and to know like, yeah, of course you would cry over this person. Like, yeah, fine, you've never cried before, but for this person to die and for you to see it and who killed that person and how all these people are linked to each other, it's, it was just deep, do you know what I mean? So to see the person cry about that, about the other character's death, mm. that almost got me. And then the last, the, the second one that almost got me as well was um, at the end... Uh, and again, they do something in a movie that's not done in the comic that I read. Mm. Maybe it is done in a later comic, or maybe they've just incorporated what happens in the game into the ending of the movie. But um, in the ending of the comic, Batman and Superman, basically, they have their final fight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They have their final face-off. And um, there's there's the storyline of the of the pill. Like In the game, obviously, to even out the, the power levels, they said okay there's this pill and like if you don't have powers when you take the pill you get powers like you're so batman takes the pill now he's got the same strength as superman do you know what i mean so it it makes it a more even playing field so in the end batman doesn't take in the end of the comic batman doesn't take the thing he say he doesn't need it like he's good enough as he is but he's fighting superman superman ends up doing the bane move on him and breaking his back mm-hmm. and so he's out on the floor with his back broken and and basically alfred takes the pill and 
fuck Superman up. Like yeah, Alfred yeah. is the one that fucked Superman up in the end. Yeah. And it's so, it's so like, ah, oh, it just feels so good because Alfred is, has been pissed off at Superman for this whole thing mm-hmm. because of what he's doing, but he just can't do anything about it. Yeah. But now that he can, Alfred wails into him, bruv. When I say Alfred finishes Superman off, it's so jokes. Mm. They don't do that in the movie. In the movie, they do this whole thing with, um, which was done in the game, where they bring like the variants and the parallel versions of, of each other come into the world. And, and, and like, so I think in the end, in the final fight in the game is, is the Injustice Superman versus Earth One Superman like they bring the, the real Superman into their world and they fight and that's how it ends that's how the movie ends they bring Superman from Earth 1 he comes in and then it's basically Superman versus Superman um, and then there's a moment because obviously the whole reason Superman goes crazy in Injustice is because Lois Lane dies and she's pregnant with his baby so he goes nuts um, while Superman is fighting the other Superman Mm-hmm. Uh, a variant of Lois Lane turns up, comes through the portal or whatever and turns up and she's pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. And she's saying in her, in, in her world, Superman died. Brainiac killed him or something like that. So she's lost her Superman. He's lost his Lois. So they kind of have a, have a moment together where they're like, just, just enjoying being together yeah. again, yeah. even if it's just for a moment. Just and Superman like puts his hand on Lois's like belly mm. and obviously he's got like super hearing so he can hear the heartbeat yeah. of the baby and he like sheds a tear or he gets emotional about it and that that hit me as well but again and I don't know if it's because like I've I've got a kid now or whatever but it, it just hit me man and that, that got me emotional as well yeah, so it's good it's a good huh I can understand that what that bit that scene getting you emotional yeah so it, it's it's a good movie. Do you know what I mean? I would definitely recommend seeing it. I'd probably give it a half chicken. Um, but that's only because I've got the reference of the comics. And to me, the comics is so much better. So much more to dive into. So much more going on. And they don't waste off characters for no reason. And the funny thing is, yeah, like I said, it was a big player of the Justice League that got killed, yeah? And no one cares. No one references it. No one even mentions the fact that that person is dead now. Because it didn't happen in the comic, there's no scene later on to reference that happening. So, do you know what I mean? So now that they've done this adaption and they've made that person get killed, there's no scene later on where anyone's mourning him because it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen in the comics. Do you know what I mean? So there's no... It's just funny, man. It made me laugh because about halfway through the film, I was like, no one's even mentioned that yet. Like, no one cares that that person's dead. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just thought it it, it had a bit of weird inconsistencies, but it, it's still good. I still think, like, you guys will enjoy it, especially if you haven't read the comic. I would definitely stay, watch it first, and then read the comic. Because I'm going to go back, now that I know there's more issues, there's two, three, four, and five, I'm going to go back and read the rest of them because mm. the first one was so good. The, the comic, yeah, it's a whole chicken. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's basically what I've been watching. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say, um, is about, uh, fan home. 
Yeah, you're gonna you last you, night. You're gonna spend like five minutes on that. So pick like your best yeah. I've I haven't got much to say about it to be honest. It was different from last year's one. Last year it was much more like uh, had like a kind of actual convention um, setup and stuff. Whereas this year, like last year, they had a schedule and you could like come and go and just see what you wanted to see. Whereas this one, there was no schedule. It was just a four hour video basically and it would just take you through all the stuff um it got into some of the stuff about the tv shows so like flash superman and lois supergirl power girl doom patrol look interesting uh there were some anime new animated shows coming out that looked quite good so there was like a, a kind of adventure time style or you know the new thundercats the, the like the shit one where the animation looks shit and it's all just mm-hmm. jokey and stuff they've they've made an Aquaman show like that. It's called Aquaman King of Atlantis. Um, There's a new Batman animated show coming out. Well, there's two. There's one that's called Batman and like family adventures or something like that. And it's about all the Robins and the Batgirls and the whole Bat family, Batwing. It's all about them. Uh, And then there's another one called Batman the Caped Crusader, which I think we've reported on this before. This is the one where um, J.J. Abrams... Uh, Matt Reeves and someone else are producing this show and it's meant to be like a continuation of the original animated series, the, the Batman animated series from like the 90s or whatever. So that looked good. Um, but the, the, the big, the big main news was obviously the, the DCEU stuff, the movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had Black, Black Adam. We had a little like, um, clip of, of his introduction within the movie. So a little tease looks pretty sick um he like lightnings a man to death not just to death but to to bones and ash like mm-hmm. he, he finishes this guy man he looks ruthless mm-hmm. and this is what Dwayne Johnson has been saying is like this he, this is a different kind of superhero movie like he is a killer he's ruthless he's angry he's do you know what i mean he's powerful and the rock actually said this movie has um what did he say? He said something like this movie has some of the biggest and best action scenes he has ever filmed in his career. The oh, rock, wow. the guy who's in the fast and furious franchise, mm. the guy who makes a billion dollars from being like in Jumanji or like the rocks made action scenes, bro. Like, and for him to say, these are the biggest and best action scenes he's ever done. That says something. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we got a bit of Aquaman behind the scenes. Looks interesting. Didn't get much of anything new. A lot of returning characters. So like, um, Black Manta's back. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocean Master's back. Just looks like a lot of them are back. Um, yeah. What else do we get? Um, I've included this in this section, even though it's a TV show. It's technically it's a spin-off to the Suicide Squad. So Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of the um, trailer for Peacemaker. And behind the scenes stuff, uh, so that was cool as well. It looks like um, it looks, it looks like it's going to be really good. Didn't the guy Avenge Revenge or whatever's there? Did he not just sound like Deadpool? Uh, oh, oh, the the um, the vigilante. Yeah, the vigilante. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess he did. He's, he's like a humorous kind of character. Yeah, he sounds like Deadpool. Um, but no, the oh, whole the whole show looks good, man. It looks funny. Uh, yeah, it's going to be alright. It's going to be good. Yeah, I I trust I trust James Gunn, man. I feel like 
since he wrote every episode and he directed five out of the eight episodes, I feel like it's, it's going to be good, man. I don't mm-hmm. see how it can't be. Um, well, so we have, so speaking of Suicide Squad, we've got the Suicide Squad um, game trailer, uh, more of the storyline element of it. Again, look pretty good. Um, I like the whole joke that they did at the end with the Penguin, where like they <laughs> captured him, but they kept saying to Amanda Waller, like, no, he's running now. Now he's gone. We're going to have to tase him again. <laughs> oh, no, he's doing it. And they just kept tasering him. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he's done. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I thought that looks really good. The gate, the um, the design of Penguin looks like the same design from the Arkham games. Um, so I've heard that this is kind of more of a continuation of the Arkham games than um, the Gotham Knights is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really um it was really it was really um funny as well, I thought. Um yeah, it was good. We had uh League of Super Pets trailer, we had uh Gotham Knights trailer and behind the scenes kind of stuff, which looks good. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the fact that it's based on Court of Owls and the fact that Talon is the main villain of the game I think that's evidence enough to know that Batman's not dead. He's not really dead. Yeah. Because in the storyline of the Court of Owls in the comics, they capture Batman and, and everyone assumes he's dead because he hasn't been seen for so long, mm-hmm. but he's just been he's just been trapped by them. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to be revealed at the end of the game is that Batman's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some Shazam sequel stuff. Uh, again, nothing much. Similar to Aquaman, just showed us some returning actors... Uh, the new suits and stuff, uh, but nothing much new there. Now, the main things that I want to talk about, again, won't take long though, the Flash. We finally have had um, footage of the Flash. The um, uh, I mean, it was pretty good. It was a teaser, but we had like, we got to see multiple Flash, multiple Barry Allens um, together, or I think Martin suggested that they could have even been um his kids uh his and iris west kids yeah yeah because they they have they have kids that are speedsters as well they looked fairly young yeah yeah and i like that i like that idea but the only thing that maybe makes me think it's not is that um in some behind the scenes um like leaked images um we see ezra miller acting uh, uh, alongside someone who looks a lot like Ezra Miller and he's got like the dots on his face like they're going to do a deep fake or something like, mm-hmm. I think they're both meant to be Ezra Miller okay. so I think they are just both variants of the Flash um, then we get a little tease of Batman we see the the pointy ears and it does look like the silhouette of the 89 Batman but again I think it was Martin that suggested that maybe that could end up being Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I really like that because that would, that would be true to the source material of the, the Flashpoint comic. Um, but no, I think it looks good, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've got some dialogue where they talk about how he can go, he can travel to any timeline he wants and basically do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get almost a tease of the Batmobile at the end. Like there's a vehicle underneath 
uh, one of the covers and he pulls off the cover but it cuts just before we see it. Yeah. So I think that's a tease of the of the Batmobile. But no, that that really intrigued me, man. I, I, I was really looking forward to that now. But the big, the, the main event, the thing I was waiting for for four hours watching this whole thing play out and they knew that this is what everyone waited because it was literally the last thing they showed and then they just finished the show um, was the Batman. We have a new uh, the Batman trailer mm. which this again to me was sick bro like I didn't think they'd be able to top the last trailer that they showed us but they did this trailer looks fucking amazing this movie looks amazing like from the design to just how dark it is to I, I even really like the Batman suit in this one it looks so cool it looks like a combination of like what we've had from the movies but yeah. uh, in particular, like the Dark Knight, kind of mixed with what we got from the Arkham games, like more like armor and metal plated and stuff. So I really like the design of the Batman suit. Mm -hmm. The Catwoman uh, mask is, is clever, what they've done with that, like the, the proto mask kind of thing. And I love the actress, Zoe Kravitz, that they've got to play her. Zoe Finally, Kravitz, that's her name. I think that's her name, yeah. yeah. Finally, finally, I mean, obviously, apart from Halle Berry, but finally, we get like a dark-skinned Catwoman because in the comics, she's got darker skin. Do you know what I mean? She is like Zoe Kravitz style skin tone. She's not Anne Hathaway. Do you know what I mean? She's not Michelle Pfeiffer. She's got a bit of a tan to her. Like she, she's, she's dark, darker skin. So I think it's, it's good that they've got this actress to, to, to play her. Um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin is unrecognized. Recognizable. Mm -hmm. uh, he's really good. Uh, the Riddler as well. Confirmation that it is the Riddler mm -hmm. because his because his design was a bit different. Uh, it, it, some people were even thinking he might actually be Hush because he like takes off his face. But we kind of had confirmation that it is the Riddler because there's a little scene where he gets arrested and in his coffee that he leaves behind, he's left like, like a question mark mm -hmm. in like the in like the foam of the milk or whatever. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, man. Um, it's like a year one kind of story, so very early in his career. Um, it's it's gonna... because he doesn't give a flying fuck about bullets. <laughs> he just, takes, yeah. it yeah. like... he oh. just takes it like it's nothing. Like, that armor is sick, bro. Like, bullets are just flying off him. And not even just, like, handguns. There's, like, a moment where he's, like, walking down the corridor and two people with, like, automatic, like, machine guns are just spraying him and it's just bouncing off his chest like he's fucking Superman or something. So, like, yeah, I'm really into this. I really can't wait for that movie. I feel like we've been waiting so long for it and coronavirus has delayed it. Like, the, the first trailer for this movie came out last fandom, which was last year, do you know what I mean? Mm. And now a year later, we've got another fandom and we're just getting another trailer. Like, yeah. it's taken long for this movie to come out, but hopefully it's going to be worth it, man. Mm. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the DC fandom for me. It was good. It was shorter than last year's one. Um, they padded it out a lot with, like, old stuff. Like, there was a whole section about Smallville, mm -hmm. and I was like, bro, that's old. Like, why are we doing <laughs> this? Uh, there was a whole section, because it's, like, the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. They had Patty Jenkins and um whatever the actress's name i can't remember her name Lin linda linda carter okay the original wonder woman 
Right. And they had them two just having a chat for for ages. So I kind of zoned out of that. But so there was a lot of filler, but the, the stuff that was good was really good. And it's got me excited. Like looking at the list here, there's a lot of good DC movies coming out. Black Adam, um uh Flash, Shazam, the Batman. DC films you hope. I hope are going to be good. They look good. I ha- my, well, let's put it this way. My faith in the brand has has cautiously, optimistically been restored. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They still have to prove themselves, but from this lineup, it, it looks good to me. It looks good to me. And I think they've course-corrected quite well. Looking at their last couple of movies, The Joker, The Suicide Squad, like, I feel like they're 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 finding their own identity again. They're mm. not just copying Marvel. They're doing their own thing, and it's paying off, in my opinion. I can't wait. That brings us to the end. Went a little bit longer than expected, but yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Oh, all right, guys. Thank you. Good morning. Good night. <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my thank same. you. It's gone. Thank you, my I was oh, going to say sorry. thank you for like, um, like I don't know, whatever you said at the beginning, catering to to, to my schedule because yeah. I definitely wanted to be on this episode, man. Talking about James Bond and Venom and Fandom, like I, I, I had to be on this episode. Mm. I appreciate it. Yeah, and take a listen to the previous recording with just Nano and I, where I talk about uh, Star Wars. It may answer a lot of your questions. I yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. As well as listen, our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, oh, also, um, Ace, you might like this, but in, in the fandom, there, there was an NFL um, player mm. called Cam, Cam something. Do you know who this Cam is? Cam Newton. Cam Chancellor. Cam, Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Newton. Yeah. 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 So he's got like a, a fashion brand or something like that called M- M- Mashika, uh, and they make like hats and stuff like that. And so he's collaborated with DC and he's making like exclusive hats um, based on Superman. Yeah. So they're like, they're like these Trilby kind of hats. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's like Trilby. And then like the the lining on the inside has got like Superman's symbols or like some cosmic imagery and stuff like that. So they look pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, I just thought it was, um, it was cool to have that guy come Mm. up and do that. Yeah, yeah. Recorded a day, recorded a night. Yeah. Alright, Martin, say bye to the people. Bye everyone, catch you next time. Big T, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now.